And now, introducing the man whose funeral potatoes have been outlawed in 37 states, authorities citing they are detrimental to undergarments everywhere. When we reached for comment, he was recorded as saying, In our house, we don't call it Shanksgiving for nothing. He'll love you on the outside and burn you on the inside. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Paul Valley. We are here. This is the final show for us, and then we're going to take the rest of the week off. I'll be back on Monday, or actually, I'll be back Sunday night for Project Game Day. Looking forward to that. Project Game Day every game day this season. Hope that you will join us Sunday night. Uh, it'll be myself at halftime, myself and the NFL Chicks, Sarita Hubbard postgame. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the postgame show as well. Project Game Day again every game day this season brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. All right, good morning. Uh, happy to be here. I hope you guys are uh, getting ready for a great weekend with friends and family. we got a lot to do on the program today. Coming up, we're going to make some picks for the week. We're going to take a listen to last night's Tyus Bowser show with special guest Patrick Queen. If you uh, missed it, shame on you. We had an awesome night at Alonzo's. The Tyus Bowser show brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, as well as Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard there, courtesy of my bookie. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, December 7th. We will be back at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. Hope that you will come join us for the next Tyus Bowser show. So we'll listen to that this morning. Uh, it is Thanksgiving week, and so, of course, we're all thinking about eating and there is no human that we associate more with eating than the great Joey Chestnut, the GOAT, if you will, 14-time hot dog eating champion of the world on the 4th of July. So we're going to talk some eating. We're going to talk some food with uh, Joey Chestnut today. Before he is coming to town this weekend, he's going to be part of the festivities for uh, Jimmy Famous Seafood, Jimmy's Famous Seafood's Tail Goat event on Sunday night. Appropriately titled with Joey Chestnut in town, the tail goat. Uh, we're going to talk to Joey about uh, what Thanksgiving looks like in his house. And I know he's judging like a wing eating contest on Sunday night. So maybe he'll give us some tips for that. And uh, Drew Forrester will check in with us as well, who has never been called the goat by anyone ever in, in the world. No one has ever referred to him in that way. But we will uh, check in with him anyway because it is a Wednesday. So that's all coming up. I'm trying to get Would You Rather Wednesday posted. Uh, apologies. We had uh, one of the one of the things that uh, we require in order to make this show happen. Decided to change everything about how they uh, they do their business. So our apologies if if something sounds a little odd today. Again, I'm sorry. It's not on us. I'm kind of sick of relying on technology as much as we do. I wish we could just, you know, flick a button and everything would be all right. But um, people like to mess with us sometimes and say, hey, we've updated this app and now it does all sorts of silly things that it didn't do before. And you're like, why? Why would that be the case? Why would that ever, ever, ever be the case? But it is. And there's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, we, uh, we, we soldier on. We try to make the most of the situation. Uh, so before I can get you the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios quickly, I we did see an update. We spent a good uh, bit of yesterday's show, a good back and forth about the Orioles situation. A lot of you uh, responded to that, and I appreciated it. Um, it was good, healthy conversation, and I get it. There are plenty of people that, no matter what, will continue to be 
will not trust the current ownership group because they see the name Angelos and they just associate it with the problems this organization has dealt with for some time. And I get it. I, like, I, I completely understand that. I need you to know that. I'm not trying to tell you that that you're wrong or um, that I know anything. I have said two things. One, I cannot blame John Angelos for decisions that were made by Peter Angelos. I can't do that. Personally, I can't do that. And that doesn't mean that I know John Angelos. It's, it's sort of what I say about Mike Elias. I don't know what kind of owner John Angelos is. A lot of people try to say, I, I, I have faith in Mike Elias, and my answer back is, why? In what world has Mike Elias proven that he's a quality general manager? Now, that doesn't mean that I, I, I don't know that. It doesn't mean that I think he's a bad general manager. It means I don't know. I, I don't know. This isn't like saying I trust Ozzie Newsom when Ozzie Newsom had a track record of 20 years. You know what I mean? Like It's not like that. You're saying that you trust someone that has never proven themselves. I don't just do that. I don't just go out and say someone who's never accomplished something has earned my trust. Not the way it's going to work. I mean, maybe in a, in a in a relationship, like I guess you, you know, you meet someone, you got to throw your faith behind them. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't assume that you can't. I don't know, but I you you nothing them is sort of the way that I feel. Like I I'm willing to give. Mike Elias the benefit of the doubt, and I'm willing to give John Angelos the benefit of the doubt until they prove that they either don't deserve it or definitely deserve it. And maybe the benefit of the doubt is the wrong way because that almost is like saying that I, I believe in them. I don't know what the, the right phrase is. I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to gather information and make decisions. I'm willing to be patient. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm willing to be patient. And I get it. That patience runs up at some point. I I completely understand. And it will for me, too. I'll make that clear. There will be a point at which that patience runs up for me. But I just think I had far more practical time frames in mind for how this would work, and I'm able to approach it with a bit more patience because of that. I genuinely believe that there were people that thought you could rebuild from the studs a baseball organization in three years. And that's nuts. That's not a thing. So I'm not worked up about it. And I won't be worked up about it until we get to that time frame. And again, I'm also realistic. I'm realistic about the things that have gone wrong in the process that, again, aren't the fault of Mike Elias or John Angelos. Now, when we get there, we'll get there. And when it's abundantly clear that it's no longer a rebuild and just sticking a product out on the field for the sake of sticking a product out on the field, I'll react to that at that point. I will. That's a promise. I promise you that when I, if at some point it becomes abundantly clear that the Baltimore Orioles are no longer actively rebuilding and more just being cheap for the sake of being cheap, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that then. That's a promise. Paul, I know you uh, responded yesterday to the Wander Franco news. I get it. 
you love in Baltimore to start watching the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, it wouldn't be for that type of money. Maybe with Adley Rutschman it will be. Let me take that back. If Adley Rutschman, that might, it might very well be that you got a blueprint of what it would cost to do this with Adley Rutschman. Remember we were having this conversation a week ago. You're like, well, he'd probably be the cheapest. I'm like, I know. No, 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 because he's the guy that doesn't have to do it. And that's what the Rays learned with Wander Franco. In the end, they might get a good deal out of this, right? Like, in yeah. the end, this might end up working out for them. If Wander Franco really is as good as everybody believes he is, and there's no reason to think he isn't, let's make that clear, like, everything you've seen about him says this guy really is that good, then at the end of the day, this is a bargain, right? At the end of the day, he's a $40 million baseball player that's going to be playing for them for $20 million bucks. Less, yeah. You know, this is, this is a wonderful thing. But... You know, it's not a guarantee, and it gets him more money. There's some comfort involved. There's a reason why players are willing to do these types of deals if you approach them with it. And if Adley Rutschman comes up next year and lights the world on fire, it would make all of us feel a lot better about who the Baltimore Orioles are if the Orioles did the same thing come next August where they said, let's get this done now. We would all feel drastically better about the direction of the Baltimore Orioles and who they're trying to be if they did this. Is today the day to do it? Probably not. Like, even as much as you say, hey, you could do this before he ever plays a major league game, it's still, that still seems like a bit much. It seems like a bit much to do this type of deal with a player who's never reached the major leagues. Well, that's, that's a bit over the top. I mean, it would be like saying the same thing with Matt Wieters. Before Matt Wieters came up to the major league level, hey, let's extend him and let's keep him here for 12 years. Well, Matt Wieters was a nice player, yep. but he never became what everybody expected him to become. Now, we expect that to be different. We think that Adley Rutschman is better than Matt Wieters ever was, but say he is Matt Wieters, still a solid player, but that's not a guy you're giving that kind of a contract. 100%. To. 100%. Not this, right? Like you, you might, and, and again, we had the Matt Wieters conversation is one we'll have eternally, right? Because right. He doesn't deserve to be trashed the way that some people trash him at all, but we can all, a ball player. we can all recognize that, you know, he wasn't he wasn't the Jesus in cleats that we all thought or we all hoped he might be. So yes, it's a it's a fair comparison that you make there. Um, and I don't know, there's some world in, in which perhaps this doesn't work out for the Rays of Wander Franco, or despite the fact they gave him all this money, they still choose to turn around and trade him in a couple of years. They still say Hey, look, man, but this is business is business, and this can be a, a good deal for somebody else in, uh, in a couple of seasons. And they can give us the next three Wander Francos that we would have at that point, right? Like, that's, it's no guarantee that this means that Wander Franco will be in Tampa for the entirety of this deal. But if you're in Tampa today and you've been reluctant to get on board with the Rays because... They always let their players walk away. Today, you're feeling better about that. Today, you're feeling like you've got a guy that you can go buy a jersey and you can have some faith in, and he's the centerpiece, along with Randy Rosarena, obviously, of, of what it is that you're doing and expectations that you're going to compete next year. And if you're willing to make the one-hour drive out to a baseball game, you'll make the one-hour drive out to a baseball game. Um, this all comes because we were talking yesterday about uh, John Means, and we got a follow-up report from Dan Connolly in The Athletic related uh, to John Means. And he says very clearly, they're not actively shopping John Means. John Means' name is coming up, and they're listening. And they're, they're talking. And, you know, to Dan Connolly's point, that's what they should do with John Means and Cedric Mullins and any player that they have. If there's somebody that's willing to bowl you over with an offer, you listen. 
And it follows up on a lot of the things that we talked about yesterday. Yes, to some extent, that's true. Any player you have, if, if somebody wants to talk to you, you, you listen, right? Like, to some extent, yes. 100%, that's what you're doing. There is a limit to that, though, as we talked about. At some point, you have to identify players as being pieces of your puzzle. And you got to commit to those guys. And that's buying out the arbitration years. That's saying, come hell or high water, this guy's going to be in Baltimore beyond when our team control ends. We, we know that this guy is a piece of the puzzle and we can create a new window that this person is a part of. So, yeah, listen. Do you listen on anybody? Sure, you listen on anybody, 100%. But there's a secondary part to that, which is if you're convinced they're not part of the puzzle. If you're convinced that you know when your window is and they don't fit that. And Cedric Mullins might not fit. And it's an awkward conversation. Even if they believe that what we saw from Cedric Mullins last year is what Cedric Mullins is going to be for the next few years, they might look at it and say, he's an advanced age for a guy, you know, that he's been around for a few years. That's the reason why his story is so compelling, right? Like, he's at an advanced age when he's approaching the end of his arbitration and becoming a free agent. He's going to be in his 30s. Is that the guy that we're really committing to as being, are, are, are we feeling strongly about Cedric Mullins into his 30s as that player? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not telling you that you can't. I'm not telling you that Cedric Mullins is going to suddenly fall off a cliff at the age of 30. But if he's looking for, if doing something like this is him saying, you got to lock me up till I'm 34, they got to think about that. They got to think about it. And they got to think about it the same way with John Means because of the things we talked about yesterday. So I would still go back to, if they are nervous or apprehensive about John Means, I'm listening. I'm not saying in Elias we trust. I'm not saying I definitely believe that he knows more than everybody else does and he's the smartest guy in the room. I don't know that yet. I just don't have enough evidence that that's the case. He's made some, some decent decisions. He's made some, you know, I don't know if head-scratching is the right way. I don't know if he's made a head-scratching decision just yet. Is there an example of a head scratching decision that Michael Elias has made? Um, I mean, a not, lot of not 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 really. Yeah, well, like a lot of it's so like a lot of people thought the Heston Kerstad thing was a head scratching decision. We just have no way of of judging it. We have no right. possible way of judging that decision whatsoever because it's so complicated by what's happened. Maybe Jonathan VR, who was your most valuable Oriole for okay. Lucas Easton. Yeah, okay. Is Basically just getting rid of him for the sake of getting rid of him. Right. Because right. you don't want to pay him twelve million. Yep. I, I, I can understand that. But other than but it, that But that's even in context of a rebuild, like I can't I can't get worked up about that, right? right. Like Jonathan Jonathan VR wasn't going to be the difference in anything you were going to do other than maybe accidentally winning you a couple more games during the course of the season. And and that's not helpful at this point. And he hasn't been the same player since since the trip. There you trip, go. There you, know? you go. So, so may, maybe maybe that's an example of Michael Elias knowing something, right? Like I don't know. If Michael Elias thinks that he knows that John Means is about to fall off a cliff, then I, I don't need it to be a king's ransom. If that's the case, now he better be right. right. <laughs> if that's the if they trade John Means for less than an overwhelming package then he better be right about John Means just not being the guy and then needing to get whatever they could get for John Means at this point, right? Like, he better be right if that's the case. Where the Orioles are with their rebuild, I mean, we want them to be further along, but you can't disguise the fact they just came off a 110-loss season where they earned 
quote-unquote earned the number one overall pick in the draft, assuming the CBA doesn't take it away from them, the new CBA doesn't take it away from them. Then he, we're not saying that he's going to trade John Means just for anything. Rich Dubrov wrote an article for BaltimoreBaseball.com where he said it would have to be something like two starting, like legitimate starting yeah, pitching I, prospects. I, he's not. He's not saying that. That's he's he's not reporting that. Is yeah, my he's, point right? He, he's like, speculating, and that's and I'd be very careful about that, right? Like right. I think that's spitballing. It's throwing something like that out there. And ideally, yes, that's what you'd be looking for right. in something like this. But again, there's two different things going on here. If they believe. That what happened in the second half of last year is anomaly, and mm. John Means really is a top of the rotation pitcher for the next couple of years. Then yeah, sure, that's exactly. There is no way that you should be trading John Means for anything less than that type of package. But if internally you're worried, if you're worried about the injuries, if you're worried about the things that you talked about yesterday, the the fact that when he's good he's good, but when he's bad he's bad. Like if you're worried about that type of stuff and him not being that guy, mm. it might very well be that, that you walk into the room and say. Guys, the value's not getting any bigger. Right. This is, whatever we can get right now is the best we're ever getting for John Means. Right. And, you, and, you, and we got to take it. Even if, the, in, even if the, the handful of people that are really invested right now are mad about it and they're like, you should be getting more than that for John Means, we have to acknowledge this isn't changing. We got to get as much as we can possibly get. And it's a calculated risk that you're taking, and it might piss a few people off because they might say, you're just dumping him for the sake of dumping salary or whatever. But if internally you think that John Means isn't really this guy, then you've got to make a decision that's best for trying to get as much talent as you possibly can for your asset. You have to do it. If, if you're Mike Elias with where this team is, if you're not listening on any and all players, listening, you're not doing your job. It's... It's what he's here to do. It doesn't mean he has to pull the trigger on any deal that gets presented to him, but he it's right. his job to listen. Uh, I do want to circle back real quick, back to the Wander Franco thing. If you're because you brought up Randy Rosarena, if you're Randy Rosarena and you're coming off a ten homer postseason in 2020 sure. Sure. and a rookie of the year in 2021, and then you mm -hmm. see Wander Franco after 70 games get that kind of, you, kind but of money. you don't know if they've. It might be that they've offered you something, right? right. Like, I, and then we just don't know enough about that. It might be that the the buying out of arbitration years thing is a tricky thing because yeah. the player has to be interested in it too, and a lot of them would say. Why am I delaying when I would get the free agency? Mm -hmm. You know, like, why, why would I ever do that? I'm only able to negotiate with you right now. If I get the free agency, I can negotiate with everybody. Why would I take away my own bargaining ability? So, I, you know, I get what you're saying 100%, but we just don't, we don't know right. if they haven't said to Randy Rosarena, hey, we'd like to do something similar, and his camp has said, no, we want to get the free agency. That's, that's our priority right now. Like, we would, we would rather... Uh, get out on the market so that every team can have the access to us. And if you want to avoid that, then we're not giving you a discount. Like, yeah. you're paying us market value. You're paying us $40 million a year. Like, that's the way it's going to go. And if you're not doing that, well, then cool. Like, we'll, we'll just we'll take the money in arbitration when we get the opportunity to. And we know we're going to get a boatload of money in arbitration. And we'll get even more when we get the free agency. Fair. So, and, and, and again, it might not be, you might be right. It might be that they have an offer and, and he's pissed off. I don't know. But we just, we don't know enough about the circumstances. And it's not such a slam dunk. I advocate for the Orioles doing it. Or what I'm really advoca advocating is trying to try to do it. I'm advocating that they attempt to do it. Because you can't, not every player feels the same way. This has not been biblical 
there have been various opinions about whether or not you should allow a team to buy out your arbitration years because some players, in attempting to break the arbitration system, Mm -hmm. would say, no, we have to get to free agency as quickly as we possibly can because we need to say, this isn't okay. You're negotiating based on an unfair set of rules for us. The arbitration system is unfair to us, and you're forcing us to negotiate on a deal like this against those arbitration rules. Right. So we're not going to talk about that. And it's just, it, there is no correct answer, right? But you still need to try to do it. It's the whole reason we need a new CBA. It's very much part of the reason why yeah. we need a new That's CBA. The There's no, no, it, yeah. no doubt about that. All right. Uh, when we come back in, we're going to make our picks for the week. And then we got segment number one. I got to throw out Would You Rather Wednesday. It's up on Facebook. I'll get it up on Twitter here in a second. There's a lot going on today because we're taking a couple of days off. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressboxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. The next Taz Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by Pressbox Great Eights memorabilia, as well as Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. 
every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Hey, no Stan the Fan show tonight. They're uh, taking off for the holiday. But if you missed it earlier in the week, Stan and Ross Grimsley caught up with Jeff Tackett, a former Orioles catcher, one of my favorites. And you can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video. So we're going to do things a little out of order this morning because we got a lot of things going on. And frankly, I blame Ken Zalas because he was late getting the pick in. He forgot that he wasn't coming in studio to do the picks, which is a, a, a good reminder. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show will be this afternoon. It's a standalone deal. Today at 4.30, we're going to do the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. So you can watch facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen to pressboxonline.com slash radio. But we're not doing it tomorrow. It's normally every Thursday at 11.30 a.m. This week, it's this afternoon at 4.30. And, of course, it will still be available afterwards for you to watch it and listen to it. But if you want to get questions in via Twitter this afternoon, we will pose them to KZ, and then you can watch and listen at 4.30 to set your lineups for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. So we're going to do things a little out of order this morning. We're going to do picks in a couple of minutes instead Right now, we're going to take a listen to segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show from last night. And what I need to tell you is we had a great time at Alonzo's. Thank you to them for having us out. Unfortunately, there was a small, te- I'm sick of technology issues, but a small audio issue. So the introduction and the first question of the night are missing. I'm so sorry, but we'll pick things up as I'm asking Tyus a little bit about uh, Tyler Huntley and his performance on Sunday. So we'll go right into that. Tyus Bowser, his special guest, Patrick Queen, with myself and the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, last night, the Tyus Bowser Show. Tell me about Tyler, though. Tell me about, you know, how did he, you know, you, you get thrown into this spot, right? Like, mm-hmm. you've never started in the NFL before. He's an undrafted free agent. How did he handle that moment, and how were you guys able to sort of vibe off of that? I mean, he handled it great. Um, you know, he's always prepared. You know, he comes out each and every week. You know, locked in to what's uh, what's going on in practice, what the game plan is for the week, and he's always ready. So, whenever that situation came, whenever that situation came up where you know Lamar was out, uh, he was ready. I mean, he wasn't second thinking things. He wasn't overreacting anything. He, we know that he's a baller. We've seen him play, and he just went out there and did his thing, and we came out with a win. I, I'm under the belief that when you play a guy that you don't prepare for. Prepare for, although him and Lamar have a similar skill set, yeah. they're still not the same type of dude, right? Mm-hmm. So Chicago obviously probably prepared all week for Lamar, got a different guy in Huntley, and that can work to your advantage, yeah. right? So I just, I felt like coming into that game that that was a plus for the Ravens yeah, because definitely. they obviously weren't prepared to play two; they were prepared to play eight. Yeah, definitely. I mean. Even as a defense, when you figure out that certain guys aren't playing, that kind of just changes up your whole right. game plan mm-hmm. as well as a defense. So now you got to readjust. Right. Like, for instance, when uh, Justin Fields went out and then we had Andy Dalton come in. I mean, we played him against the Bengals before, and we know what he does, what, what type of player he is. And you've seen when he got in, he was able to just make plays and, you know, go through the offense where he was able to do it and, you know, we have to adjust. Mm-hmm. We have to adjust quick. Right. So, I mean, just like you said, whenever you got new guys coming in, you just got to figure it out. And like you said, it worked to our advantage. Did you know you were going to have a day on Sunday? Like, did you – it was just something that 
Did you feel it in you? And and who do we got to see about getting your sack back and your your strip sack back? Because that was a joke. Like, who do we got to talk to about that? I can say it. You, I know you. You won't get in trouble. Yeah. I'll say it. That was a joke, right? Yeah. Who do we see about that? I mean, I felt I felt good coming into that week, and then um, I found out that my cousins was able to fly up to Chicago. Oh, so man. you know, we was in the same hotel, and we was able to hang out. We went out to eat, and you know. Just from there, I just felt, you know, good. Just had a good vibe going into the week. Um, had good preparation, you know, that night looking at film. And just going out into the to the game, man, I was I was just firing on all cylinders. So, Yo! Yeah, Yo! Yeah. You were flying on all cylinders. Yeah. You were flying on other people's cylinders. You were borrowing <laughs> cylinders yeah, to man. fly on, man. Is, yeah. is it, like, are you finding yourself saying, I just got to do it. This is on me. Like, I'm the guy... Uh, they paid me the money. I, no, I got to do it. No, I wouldn't necessarily say it's all on me because, you know, I'm not the only one that's playing out of course. there. So, you know, it's a collective effort and everybody has to do their job for, you know, a specific guy to go out there and make that play. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, from the back end, you know, taking care of the receivers and me being able to get there in time to where he's able to hold the ball and try to push up the pocket to where I'm able to get him. You know, those little things all yeah. work together as one. So, I mean, I can't just put it on myself just because I got paid anything that it's on me. I mean, it's all a collective effort. Now, it works out. It works out big time. Yeah, that's for definitely. sure. It's the Tyus Bowser Show. The Tyus Bowser Show is brought to you by Window Depot Baltimore, providing the highest quality Provia windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation, 410-941-3499. We also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. Find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. I just want to give you guys a shout-out because I don't really care about how good or bad Chicago is. We literally talked about this with the Miami um, Dolphins, right? It doesn't matter. They're still an NFL team, and you guys had – guys on every level that weren't available. You didn't have Brandon Williams. You know, obviously Malik is still out. Yeah. I, how many cornerbacks did you have available right. on Sunday? Was it two? Shoot, we was playing with fire, two. honestly. <laughs> like, like literally, right? You got, I mean, so many guys weren't available. A lot of, so many impact players weren't available, and yet you guys still found a way. Inclu not, not even including the Lamar situation. Yeah. Like, literally on defense, you had guys not available, mm -hmm. and yet you still only held them to 13 points. Yeah. You know, so that's that's super impressive. Yeah. And, you know, I just I just wanted to give you guys a shout-out for that. I appreciate it. I mean, that goes to, you know, Eric DaCosta and Absolutely. that whole Ravens organization upstairs, man, bringing in the right guys to, you know, come out here and play and always be ready, even with, you know, Wink and everybody else, all the position coaches, man, they work so hard to put us in the best position. And, you know, you can't, you can't you know, not appreciate that. And that shows a lot about this team that we're all working together. We all, you know, are working towards one purpose, and that's winning each and every week and getting to that that main goal and winning the Super Bowl. So, Absolutely. Definitely. Let me let me bring Patrick in on this. You know, we're talking about what a day Tyus had, and he had a day. Obviously, <laughs> you had yourself a day too on Sunday, and you've been through a lot of stuff as you referenced this season. Um, can you take us through, like going through? You know, it's not a benching, obviously, but it's something It's something like that, right? You have your snaps seriously reduced. What got you through, and how did you prevent yourself from being sort of, you know, brought down by that, that you were ready to go to have this type of day that you had on Sunday? Uh, I, 
I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, I prayed a lot about it. That's what really got me through it. So, um, but I remember week one, we went out there to Las Vegas and we had a game, but we didn't finish. And um, I remember after the game, like not even feeling bad about it, like just ready for the next game. But I, I would say I was cocky, and you know, mm. God, God humbled me real quick because I felt like I played a pretty good game, and I didn't really care about the loss that much. So I feel like He humbled me a lot, and you know, it showed week two through. Uh, four, so uh, coach reduced my reps, and that's I just relied on God. Just came back to work, and I had to remember who I was, and that's all it really was. Is there anything like? Do you feel differently? Do you do you think you're doing all the exact same things that you're doing before? I'm, just... doing, I'm doing everything I was before. I'm just yeah. taking advantage of the moments, just living in the moment, just embracing everything, embracing the grind, and embracing the day by day, the step by step, and everything that comes with it. I mean, it's working out. Tyus Patrick was talking about what you were telling him about your own experiences. Can you? I know some things are private. I get that, yeah. but is there anything you can share us with us about what you were telling him when he was going through that, based on the things that you have dealt with in your career? Yeah, I mean, we had spoke before. You know, we was all on the practice field, and you know, he kind of just you know isolated to himself. And I was like, man, I went through this whole same situation just on my own. I'm already a quiet guy myself, so I'm always to myself on the field, just thinking, just looking at practice, but uh, I just knew the situation that he was in, and, you know, I was just telling him, man, just keep your head down and just to stay encouraged, you know, just look at this as, you know, as a reflection of just, you know, finding yourself again and understanding that this is a business, and, you know, when you don't show up, I mean, things that have to change, and mm -hmm. that's that's the same with me, you know, uh, just with having so many guys, you know, in front of me and just trying to find my way, you know, showing this team what I could do. And, you know, I had my I had my, my lows, and, you know, it was tough for me, but I had guys to motivate me just to be like, hey, you know, whatever happens, happens, man, and just to go out there and work hard, keep your head down, man, and whenever you're out there and practice, just put your best foot forward, go out there and play hard, show these coaches that, you know, you are meant to be here, and that's just what I told him, man. Like, we all know what he's capable of doing. We know what he does out there. He showed it, and, I mean, we know what he can do. We trust him. We believe in him, and all he has to do is just find himself know that, you know, we got his back and just go out there and play his game. It's been a couple good weeks, but it was that was yeah. really good on yeah. Sunday. I mean that yeah. was that was massive on Sunday. Yeah. Patrick has um it says humble over hype. Is it humble over hype? Mm -hmm. yeah. Explain what that what what those um It's on his wristband for He's those of you that can't yeah. yeah. So um, that's a company that just got started. Um she started a company. She's from Mizzou, I think. She went to college in Mizzou. Patrick, can I ask you to slide up a little bit closer to the yeah, microphone? I'm sorry, man. I appreciate it. Ty, uh, Ty is the same way, right? We've had to deal with yeah. that. Now Ty is the natural doing no, this. this I ain't thing. no natural yet. Yeah, yeah, right. no natural yet. But, um, yeah, just humble over hype. It, uh, it explains itself. So, um, you know, I live by those daily, just being humble. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk to my parents and I always tell them I was a humble guy. So uh, that's the stuff that, you know, brightens my heart. And, you know, just the people – Acknowledge that type of stuff that I'm not like a cocky person or like just a person who always like thinks about himself. And um, I got other wristbands. God can't fail. Um, like I said, I, I pray a lot. My mom made me pray. Uh, she sent me messages, and I got a reply. Or she's gonna be on my head. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just. Stuff I live by every day. That's awesome, man. That's so you can, I mean, you keep playing like that on Sunday. You can be as cocky as you want. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so you say you're a quiet guy, Tyus, but there was this one particular camera shot on Sunday. I don't know if you guys even get, like, do you watch the CBS film at all, or you just watch all your own film? I'll be trying to watch it. I just don't know where to go to to look at it. So uh, (laughs) after the, the touchdown, they cut to the sideline, and there's our guy, there's Tyus, letting out a primal rage of some sort, just a scream. If if we understand we got like kids in the room, would you be able to say what like could you recreate what came out of you in that? No, okay. Pat, Patrick's making it very clear. Yeah, might not even, be a good idea. I, ha- I haven't even seen it. Like I don't even I don't even know what happened honestly. But I mean, it doesn't sound too good. I mean, I don't understand. Y'all are frustrated. Like yeah. I certainly could understand was, why was it this is. This on the on this the was quick after screen? the no. This was after the second touchdown. This oh, was right after oh, the second touchdown. Oh, they cut yeah. to the sideline. And you just sort of slam down you and just you scream. And uh, I'm like, I get it, bro. Uh, I totally get it. I mean, it. I don't know. I just I just take so pro- I just take so much pride in, you know, this team and just being able to finish. And that's just something that we always preach to each other, just finish. And we were just one play away, you know, from ending it. And, you know, just to see that happen, man, you look back at the film and you see it's just them little details, you know to where, you know, we make this quick adjustment. This guy moves, you know, inside, you know, a few inches to help him get to this to the quarterback quicker. That, yep. could, that could change the whole thing. So, I mean, just those little things, man, it just it, it just frustrated me because, I mean, we was one play away from winning it. But, you know, thank God we had a great offense. Yeah, man. We were able to come out there. <laughs> we wanted and, anyway. And you, know, you guys make got to go back out that. there and yeah. get one more stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, I mean <laughs> – I was frustrated, man, but that's just part of the game. I'm a, I'm a winner, man. I don't like losing, so. Yeah, we we definitely appreciate yeah. that, bro. <laughs> like, but for, no all, for whatever that was showed on TV, man, <laughs> especially my mom, if you're hearing this, I apologize. <laughs> I really do apologize. Man. We don't know that you said a bad word. I don't we know just, if I said a bad word. But Patrick either, but seems pretty confident. Yeah. But if I word. did say something, I do apologize. <laughs> all the families, little kids, everybody really wants. Do, do y'all have to apologize? though like you know the adrenaline it's a big is there game. Okay, right? do y'all have like you know i i can understand you using some words Rita's a mom she's got she if you well just... it's not even that like i i use a lot of bad words a lot but <laughs> you know but i try not of course i try not to do it around my mom but i think if i think if i was you know in a stressful situation my mom would understand but, but this is right good, like, this, so do yeah. you have to do your mom do your yeah. parents still I, I say know. like hey i saw you like cursing my mom. Really? really? <laughs> my mom. My mom. Anytime I even get close, she's just on my head. So Even the door football? Football, everything. Because she, she'll see me in somebody's face and she'll like, what you said? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. God, I know she's going to get ready to pop me, so I don't, even, I don't even give it a chance. I feel like my mom is about as close as yours. You know what I'm That's saying? So so. Dang, y'all can't even cuss during football. Hey, man, my mom, my mom is like that. For real, she's really like that. She she's a real play. one. She does she's not a... play at all. With Man, you, uh, oh boy, I, now I gotta, ne- next show we're gonna explore a lot more about that and some of the punishments <laughs> maybe that you got in your life. Oh, some of the things. It's been a lot. Um, I wanna talk about that play though because there's something really interesting that people have brought up. There's the thought that the concept there was we're either gonna get him on the ground or we need this to be a touchdown. We can't have them get a first down here because then they can bleed the clock out, kick a field goal, and we never get the ball back. Yep. It, wonder, were you guys I, thinking about Was that? I feel like well, somebody said something about that, after, like on the bus. They was like, man, I'm glad that 
he actually scored because we thought that he was just going to stop mm-hmm. and just, you know, run down the clock and then they can kick the field goal and win mm-hmm. it. So uh, thinking about that, man, I'm, I'm that's very interesting. But you guys weren't, like, saying that before the play. It wasn't like a, no, hey, man, it's. No, no. Okay. Like, stop. We like, man, stop this stop. guy on four down and eleven, stop. and we off the field, and we walking into the locker room happy, you know. I feel you. I feel you. Thought. I feel you. But it worked out all right. That's that's next level thinking, though. That's next level thinking. I didn't really just think about that. So. I mean, you certainly didn't when they cut to you on the sideline. You weren't thinking. <laughs> let me let me just sip my water. <laughs> Y'all make some more noise for Tyus Bowser and Patrick Queen, please. Family-owned and operated car care facility, Duffy's Garage in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland, is a proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show. They're an authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASC-certified techs. Tell us that Glenn Clark sent you, or tell them. I guess you don't tell me because I am Glenn Clark. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you, and you'll receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. Find out more at Duffy'sGarageMD.com. Rita, you were brought to us by MyBookie. Can you tell us one more time all about MyBookie? Yes, we want you to start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo press box at mybookie.ag and remember your first deposit is $100 my my bookie will add $100 to start with $200 if your first deposit is $1000 my bookie will add $1000 so you can play um you can bet on games but then you can play casino games you can do any of those things on mybookie.ag and that is press box for the promo code Tyus Bowser, Patrick Queen. It's the Tyus Bowser Show live from Alonzo's. All right. When we come back in, we're going to make our picks for the week, and we will get you segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show coming up a little bit later on this morning. Still a lot to do on today's program. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles, and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember, because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. 
Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman on Harford Road in Parkville. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, as well as Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD, and the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, joins us courtesy of my bookie. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. All right, back in here on GCR. Coming up in just a few minutes, the great Joey Chestnut will join us before he comes to town this weekend. Um, and also we will uh, get to uh, uh, segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show still to come this morning. Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. It is your final opportunity to take advantage of Window Nation's best offer ever. Two free windows for every two you buy. No payments for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You have six days. And I'm going to guess they're not answering the phone tomorrow. Just a guess. You got six days. Take advantage of it before it's gone forever. Get on it. Windownation.com, 866-90-NATION. Time for us to make our picks for the week. Um, and I hate doing it on a Wednesday, but it's the that's the deal. We don't have another show, because so this is the time we got to do it. Um, I am leading currently. I'm at the top of the table on the year, 58 and 46. Kyle Ottenheimer is five games back at 53 and 51, despite the fact that he passed away some time ago. Ken Zalis is seven games back at 51 and 53, and then currently tied at the bottom of the table. Andrew Stecka and John Proctor, both 46 and 58, 12 games back. More importantly, because, you know, while we are playing for a little bit of cash at the top of the table, what we're really playing is to avoid being the one who's got to come in here, get their back waxed, eat an entire tarantula. That's a real thing. And also perform Hero from the original Spider-Man movie. So, the bottom of the table, really far more important than the top of the table. And right now, Steck and Proctor are locked up. We will see how that goes. Um, we pick three college games, six NFL games. Uh, for those that have never paid attention before, obviously next weekend is the final like real weekend of college football season. So this is the final real weekend of college football season, I guess, because next weekend is championship weekend. So we'll still pick three championship game ne- games next week. The following week we'll pick Army and Navy. But once we run out of college games, we just start picking nine NFL games for the week. We're still going to do nine picks. It's not like the number of games that we pick gets smaller. Um, we still want to have plenty of opportunities for everybody to get points. That's the idea is to uh, have some scoring in these contests. So we will continue to pick nine games each week. 
All right, picks are brought to you this week by the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. On the cover, she's Brenda Freeze, 20 years as a coach at Maryland. She looks back and looks forward with Mike Ashley in a great cover story. Go pick it up right now or read it, PressBoxOnline.com. Where are we starting, sir? That's you, yeah. Yeah, I got to unmute myself. You got um, Maryland at Rutgers, both teams trying to get bowl eligible. I had to search for this line, and it's Maryland by one. Yeah, it is Maryland by one. Um, I don't feel strongly about anything related to this football game. I don't know how anybody does. I'm honestly going to do this only because I'm I'm leading by five points. I'm just going to go ahead and pick Maryland and hope for a pleasant outcome here because I, I don't have a lot of faith in them, but I don't have any faith in Rutgers either. I know Rutgers just beat Indiana a couple weeks ago, but Maryland beat Indiana too. Um, you know, there's just two teams I don't trust, and so I'm just I'm really honest to God, just rooting for a pleasant outcome, and I want to be able to enjoy my Saturday. So I'm going to pick Maryland and hope that I get to feel something pleasant there. You're the lone wolf. That's fine. You're the I only completely one on understand it. Trust me, I fully and totally understand why. Next game, um, Oklahoma, number ten in the country, and number seven, Oklahoma State. This is a huge Big 12 matchup as they're both tied for the top spot in the Big 12, and they're both trying to stay college football playoff. They're they're they're, they're both out. They're both. I mean, it would have to take it would have to be utter chaos for yeah. one of these teams to get in. Um, the line you have. By the way, and we didn't get a chance to react to that. Big news that Cincinnati was number four in the rankings last night. Like I, there was some concern that despite the fact that they beat Notre Dame, the committee would be so hell-bent on keeping them out that they would put Notre Dame ahead of them mm. in the rankings, right? Which would be... I, some people might argue, well, look, Notre Dame on the whole has played better teams than Cincinnati has this year. Yeah, but Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. You right. can't put Notre Dame in over Cincinnati. So presumably, I mean, there could still be some chicanery, but presumably that means Cincinnati wins out, they're in. They don't have to worry about that any longer. There's still the... at. At this point, it does look like almost it doesn't. The SEC championship game might not even matter. Even with two losses, Alabama might get into the playoff because there's just so few, you know, good teams. Yeah. There's so I, no offense. I, I know people love Notre Dame, but they didn't really beat anybody this year at all. It's Georgia and everybody else. It, it, it correct. Well, no, Ohio State might be. Yeah, I, I know they lost to Oregon at the beginning of the year, but like the way they played of late, Ohio State might be a threat. I still think Georgia's better. But I also wouldn't be stunned if Alabama figures out a way to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. The only question that appears, if Ohio State stubs their toe against Michigan, Michigan would then move into the college football playoff at that point. Um, if Ohio State were to lose in the Big Ten championship game, or Michigan were to beat Ohio State and then lose in the Big Ten championship game, who the F knows? Who the F knows what this ends chaos. up looking like? That That's the chaos that somehow there's gets Oklahoma chaos. and Oklahoma State in. But anyway, yes. So so the big Big 12 matchup, Oklahoma State favored by three and a half at home. I'm just out on having faith in Oklahoma at this point. So Oklahoma State, that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm not – I don't have any real reason to have faith in Oklahoma State, but I'm just out on Oklahoma at this point. Every, everybody's on Oklahoma State. I get it. Everybody. Yep, I get it. All right, Ohio State, Michigan. That's the big matchup you were talking about. Uh, Ohio State, number two in the country. Michigan, number five in the country. Ohio State, road favorites at uh, minus eight and a half. I don't love the number, but I ain't going down picking Jim Harbaugh in a meaningful game because I've seen Jim Harbaugh in meaningful games. Now, he's... They've battled Ohio State in past years, and it wouldn't stun me if they do, if they, they battle and they're able to cover, but it's just not the way I'm choosing to go down, man. So Ohio State. It's 
Kyle Lone Wolf on Michigan. I mean, he he's allergic. He couldn't possibly pick a. He knows better, but he can't do it. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, yeah. He, he did attend the university. Yes. Um, into the NFL, Buffalo Bills at New Orleans Saints. Bills on a little bit of a rough patch, but they're favored by five and a half on the road. I like them bouncing back after a after a a, a tough game, and I just don't. I I. I guess the real question is what's happening with Alvin Kamara, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Saints are a completely different team without Alvin Kamara. I guess maybe I should at least do a... Uh, let me... Let me... Do, 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 do. Um, Alvin Kamara. What's the latest is what I want to know. Give me the latest on Alvin Kamara. The Saints are in the spring. They limit them. Based off today's... Uh, Field Yates says, based off today's injury report, it seems like the Saints O could be without running back Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's the end of that for me. Buffalo. Buffalo's the pick. If they have Alvin Kamara, I would feel, you know, five and a half points is a lot to work with. But And I get it. Buffalo looked terrible on Sunday. But I also think that wakes them up a little bit. And I'm still a believer in Buffalo's defense. I'm still a believer in them in general. So, Buffalo. You, Kyle, and KZ are all on Buffalo. All right. Nice split pick. I like that. Get some. uh, The bad news for the boys at the bottom, they're both tied. So, (laughs) it doesn't help either one of them. All right, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Buccaneers on the road favored by two and a half. Man, I don't know what to make of this game at all. Uh, the Buccaneers bounce back nicely on Monday night, of course, but the Colts look like one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. <sighs> What's the number? Uh, Buccaneers by two and a half. If it was a field goal, like if it was three and a half, I might be willing to bite, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna take the Buccaneers. I still think that this is Tom Brady we're talking. I'm still gonna take the Buccaneers. Everybody is taking the Buccaneers. Clean sweep. Said so the number we need that we need one more point on that number to make it interesting. Uh Tennessee Titans at New England Patriots, New England at home favored by six. Yuck. Um, look, obviously New England's playing incredibly well right now. I mean, there's there's no question about that. They might be the best team in the AFC. And the Titans are coming off one of the most alarming performances of the entire season and yeah. losing at home to the Texans. I mean, like, how does that happen? But it's Mike Vrabel who seems to have it out for Bill Belichick and is the one guy that's been sort of able to get under his skin when they've squared off against each other. We remember that playoff game from a couple years ago. <sighs> Six points? Mm-hmm. It's enough. Titans, I'll bite. I'll bite on the Titans to cover. Not necessarily to win, but I'll bite them on, on them to cover. You're the lone wolf. I'm fine. I'm fine go. with that. Look, I get it. That's I, how you win championships. I see. I see what the Patriots are doing, and I see this. This number just isn't right. A week ago, th- this is a number that is an overreaction to one game. Mm-hmm. One week ago, what would this number have been? Oh, it wouldn't have been minus three six. points, right? right? Yeah, something like that. It would have been somewhere in the neighborhood of three, maybe three and a half points. And I get it. The Titans are, I mean, like they're not the same team. Clearly, they've already given up on the Adrian Peterson experiment. Um, I get it. I completely understand. But I still think, I still think six points is too much. It's just too much here for me. That's all. But I could be wrong. Look, the pa- doubting the Patriots seems like a, a mistake in general. They are really, really good. Yeah. All right. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals favored by four and a half at home. I don't like that number. 
I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like that number. I, which doesn't mean they can't, you know, it's just a I don't I don't I don't see it. I don't see the Bengals. I know they ultimately pulled away from the Raiders and won by 19 points, but it, it wasn't like they were dominant. They weren't world beaters in that game. It was a game that ultimately broke their way and the Raiders are broken. And again, it seems <sighs> Now I'm going to talk myself. No, no. Steelers, Steelers. I'm sticking with it. Steelers is the pick. I just don't like the number. I don't like that number. I think that should be closer to two and a half or three. Proctor Lone Wolf taking Cincinnati. All right. Uh, you have these um, L.A. I almost call them St. Louis Rams. L.A. Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Packers at home favored by one. Go figure this game, man. Man, I. It's basically a pick 'em. And it's two teams that like. I I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine on these two teams. Um, I mean, you got an opportunity to pick the Rams at home, and it's only a point. I uh, sorry, the Packers at home, and it's only a point. You feel like you should take it, but should you? Well, I mean, you got to figure you have the L.A. Rams coming to play the Packers at Lambeau in November. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear that. I just don't know. I ultimately don't know what faith I have in either one of these teams. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Packers simply because it's a small number at home, right? Like, you got an opportunity to take a team with a small number at home. You, you kind of feel like it's essentially a pick em game between two teams that you think are about even. Mm-hmm. It seems like the safe money is to bet the home team in that situation. But, boy, I, I, don't, I really don't know how I feel about these two teams. Yeah. Um, what, what did everybody else do? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um... You and Proctor, the only ones picking. Yikes! Bay. Don't like that. Don't like that. Uh, final game: Cleveland Browns at our Baltimore Ravens. Ravens at home, favored by three and a half on Sunday Night Football. I don't love this number either. Um. Ultimately, I think the Browns are a little bit more of a mess than the Ravens are. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, in talking, I get it. This is here's what scares you. What scares you? The idea is Nick Chubb and Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt, and by the way, they still have the Ernest Johnson too. Yeah, right. Like he's not just because Kareem Hunt is back doesn't mean that Dearness Johnson is dead. Like they could still give the ball to him too and just have a steady diet of running the football all night against a Ravens defense that. As much as you guys want to kill Brandon Williams and don't, th- they are better against the run when Brandon Williams plays than they are when he doesn't. It's a fact. And so it worries me. It does worry me that the Browns might just come in and say, "We're running the ball, and we're running the ball, and we're ru- we're doing to you what you used to do to everybody else. We're running it down your throat. We're making you play the way that we want to play." It scares the hell out of me. But I'm not picking the team with Baker Mayfield to come in on a Sunday night. And three and a half points. I know there's that room in there for it to be a field goal game. The Ravens. I, I might regret it, but I'm, I'm riding with the Ravens. Proctor, Lone Wolf on Cleveland. I get it. I completely understand. I am very nervous about that. I am extraordinarily nervous. As um, Oh, he's doing the Forrest Gump wave in his gif. I, 100%. 100%. This could be a scenario where they just come in here and run the ball all over the Ravens on Sunday night, and I am nervous about that. 
All right, those are our picks for the week. Picks are brought to you by your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. Love me some Chick-fil-A. Of course, I know you do too. And you guys are getting together, gatherings, family events. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. I'm really excited about this, man. You know how much we love this guy. He has been a friend of ours for some time, and he's coming to town this weekend as he's going to be part of the Tail Goat on Sunday night that Jimmy's Famous Seafood hosts. Um, He is going to be judging a wing-eating contest. This man, you know, all he's done in his life is be the goat himself. He is the greatest in the history of his sport. He is Mr. Joey Jaws Chestnut, and he's back with us here on GCR. Joey, it's Glenn and Paul. It's always great to chat with you, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for taking some time for us. No problem. Thank you for having me on, and uh, that was an awesome introduction. Hey, man, we know you know how much we love you around here. You know that's true, dude. And we've been trying to get you here for a long time, so I'm really glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really glad this is working out. I am a little bit, you know, like I, I wish I was watching you put on an exhibition display. Is there any chance that just because of love of the sport, you're going to get there on Sunday night, and you're going to be like, dude, I, I need to eat some wings, too. Like, I can't the, watch everybody There's else. always a chance I'm going to get carried away. If, I, if they're eating wings really slow, it might just be torture. I might have to jump in. Say to yourself, but, uh, I'm just going to show how these guys how to do it. <laughs> I mean, if they just have terrible technique, it's, it's like, God, what's wrong with you? I always imagine, like, what it must be like for a football player to, like, go watch, you know, a bunch of dudes run around on a field. Like if you if you're Lamar Jackson and you just show up in a park to like go for a run on Sunday and you're watching a bunch of guys like just look like idiots out there, do you find yourself saying, I need to coach these dudes up? Do you have oh, moments like, like Yeah. It's like sometimes I watch people do a restaurant challenge, like those guys don't even know how to eat. They're not even pushing themselves. <laughs> Have how, you, how they survived that long? Have you ever stepped in? Like, have you ever just been at a restaurant one night and like stepped in and said, "Dude, I'm Joey Chestnut. Please allow me to show you how you're supposed to be doing this." Oh, it, it, there's been a couple of them where uh, they they say they have a challenge and they say nobody's ever finished it. nobody can nobody can finish it, and I'm like, "All right, I'll I'll, I'll do it." <laughs> and they, they they actually doubt it for a little bit, and uh, I, I, I dominate. You're like, I didn't come here wanting to do this, but I just have no choice. I have no Yeah, they, they told me it couldn't be done, so that, that's, that's the reason <laughs> that to do is, it. That is awesome, man. All right, Joey Chestnut, uh, this is the week, uh, more than almost any on the calendar, that uh, we in this country associate with eating. So it's a perfect time to have you on the show. Give me an idea. What does Thanksgiving – like, do you – like, having normal Thanksgiving meal or – do you love the eating so much that you look like we would you would see you tomorrow and you look like an animal? It's, it's, I'm definitely going to eat. And uh, this is my first Thanksgiving in Indiana. I moved, I moved to Indiana this year. And my girlfriend's she, she got my mom's recipes. So we're going to see how it turns out. I'm a little bit nervous. What, what, is, but, uh, it, what are the ones, what are the things that are most important to you that are uh, on the Thanksgiving menu? Stuffing, gravy, and mashed potatoes. Okay, so but, those, are, those are like, oh, my God, I put down pounds. And you cover the turkey and gravy. You cover even cranberry sauce and gravy. And wait, 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 wait. The gravy goes everywhere. Wait a second. There's there's no separation. But but okay, there's a difference between I'm gonna put gravy on the plate, and if my cranberry sauce happens to end up in the gravy, you know, all good. 
And when I put the gravy on the plate, I make sure I put it over top of the cranberry sauce. I'm, I'm putting it on top. My, mom, my mom's gravy was legit. What? So what, we'll, see, what we'll it, see if it works. What is so special about mom's gravy? Uh, I, dude, she, I, it, like, it takes like three days to make, apparently. I, my, mom, my mom and my girlfriend were talking. So they've, they've been working on it. We'll see. All right. It also happens to be my birthday. Oh, so, uh, how about that? Well, happy birthday, pal. How about that? So I, get to, I get to be a fat man on my birthday. <laughs> That's so great. That is so great. Okay, so let me let me go a step further with this. You you know, you know say, like, stuffing. You know, everybody's got their own opinion about, like, stuffing. Some people are like, it's got to be sausage stuffing. We do it a weird bit in our house where, like, it's raisin stuffing. And I know people judge me for that. I don't care. Raisins are delicious. Go F yourself. Um, what, what is it, what has to be in the stuffing at Joey Chestnut's house? Uh, apparently there's homemade breadcrumbs. You have to let the, let, let the sticks of, uh, French bread stay, stay out for a couple of days. And then there's a, the whole mix of seasonings. It, it's really, I, I don't put the meat or the, the apples or raisins in there. Or my mom doesn't, but, uh, it, it's, it's something I grew up on and it, it always, it, I'm, in every way, I'm feeling old. But, uh, maybe I'll make you feel young. <laughs> when when uh, Joey Chestnut is with us, he's going to be at the Tailgoat on Saturday or Sunday night. Sorry, before the uh, Ravens Browns game, you can go to tailgoat.com. There's still some passes available, including some VIP passes that'll get you meet and greet with Joey on Sunday night. Um, when you go, so so your it's your girlfriend. Is it just you and your girlfriend, or is it her family as well? No, just me and my girlfriend. Uh, a, girl, okay. a couple of friends uh, from Indianapolis are coming over. Okay. And and they know I like to eat, so they're not judgy. Sometimes <laughs> they're familiar with your work. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people are like, "Oh, is he gonna get more?" And like, like, "Oh, we we didn't get second. We, he's getting another plate." People are a little bit judgy. This but, okay. I, I, I surround myself with good people. This is what I want to know about, right? Like, do they expect you to be putting on like an exhibition display when you come over for dinner? Like, are they do they think they're getting a show because you're eating dinner with them? No, no, it's uh, I wouldn't say a show, but if. They, they, most of the people who know me that know that when I start eating, drinking a little bit, I just get carried away, and, and I'm not eating. I'm not eating fast like a contest, but I, I just, I love to eat, and uh, it, it's something I, I've battled with my whole life. I have to eat so I can have these reward days on the weekend. I mean, I, dude, I, 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 it's you're a champion. You're allowed to do this. That's the way that it works. Oh, it's right? Thanksgiving. I, I, there's no holding back. A hundred percent. Do they? Do you ever walk in somewhere and you like realize they have prepared? an extraordinary amount of food and you're just like guys i'm just here for dinner you know what i mean like you, you didn't have to make an extra plate of lasagna or an extra dish of lasagna for me i'm not going to eat the entire pan there's been a couple times where i go to a friend's house and it really sucks when they're a bad cook and they, <laughs> they, 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 they make extra food just for me and yeah. uh i'm just not feeling it right. it's, it's, it's kind of like a race car driver on a road you can't you can't go fast on a, on a crappy road <laughs> I have to. I have to actually like the food, right? And okay, so is it? How do you handle those situations? Like, do you do you pretend that you're sick or something like that? Like, how do you when they expect you to be a man who consumes a lot of food and you don't want to do it because the food's just not that good? Do you do you lie? Do you what? What do you do in those moments? I, you know, I, I, I'm not brutally honest, but I'm honest. I, it's just not agreeing with me. There's something <laughs> not right. <laughs> I'm, and, you know, I, 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 uh, yeah, it, it, maybe it, maybe it's a little bit of a lie. So I'm just not feeling it today, but uh, I I try not to lie to people because then they might make that same recipe again. That's true. If you come over again, you definitely don't want. That's a great point. That is a really really good point. I do. I have never had the heart. And by the way, my wife is a very good cook. I want to make that very clear. She's a very good cook. 
but I've never had the heart to like tell her that I didn't enjoy something because I just don't want to have I to know. Do, you know, like, if, if, if somebody's cooking for you, it, it, it's a correct. I appreciate. The fact I, that I, you're I don't say this. it's bad, but I just say it's not agreeing with me. Ooh, there's something in here. It's a smart way of saying I, I, it. I, I, I taste the love, but it's not right. right you're, kind of love. you're leaving the opportunity. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's me. Yeah. We know it's, it's you, but maybe it's me. <laughs> that could be the way that it goes. Um, you have, you have, Joey Chestnut is with us. You have won so many championships in so many different foods. Have you ever done a Thanksgiving-related eating contest? Oh, yeah. There's been a couple uh, turkey ones. Uh, Foxwoods and Connecticut, I think. Okay. I 20-pound turkey. Wait, wait, wait. A- 20 pound turkey in how long? Yeah, it, uh, they gave us 10 minutes to eat as, mo- as much as we could, and I did nine pounds of it. Jesus Christ. It was, it, I, was, I was hustling. I turned the bird upside down, grabbed, oh, got, got all the juicy dark meat. And, uh, yeah, you can't. Like, you could. There's no way you could do nine pounds of of, of, of white meat in that amount. It's way too dry. I, I ended up getting into the white meat. The, the oh breasts my, were tough. Oh, oh my god. god, man! Did you? So we know on on the Fourth of July, you got liquid there to help you out. Were you able to do that when you were doing the turkey? Well, there's. I mean, dunking won't help. You're, you're always, yeah. eaters, we're, we're, we're we're crazy. We always find the fastest way to get to get the food down. But uh, so if it was bread, we would dunk. But uh, turkey was just just take the right size bites. Chew and swallow, and uh, if you need water, help help. To, I always drink water during a contest. Sure, and, uh, it just help, it helps digestion. Yeah, and no, no, I, I totally, I totally understand that. I couldn't imagine eating all that white meat, man, man, white meat with no water, bro. You're gonna have this. Gonna, it's just gonna be difficult. That's all. It's oh, gonna it's be. dry. It's yeah, turkey. Gonna... It it takes a. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I so I've had some bad turkeys from some people, and uh, I'm hoping tomorrow's a good day. I got a great question from a listener named Ed. Are you were you ever familiar with the alleged Michael Phelps diet from a few years back? Did you ever hear about? Oh yeah, that? I, I think it's true. I think he really he, did eat like a beast. Well, he did he eat was like a beast, like six hours a day. But he admitted later that wasn't like that diet wasn't actually real. Like he admitted later really? that was like the thing that was out there that everybody associated with him wasn't actually real. But I'm oh, wow. wondering. So he, I'm wondering if you would ever be willing to attempt a day of eating like that as like a YouTube challenge or something like that. I, I've seen a couple of people do it, and uh, they're people I, uh, I beat in contests. So I, uh, I could definitely do it. You're saying I, you, you could do it with your eyes closed. You could do it. You could do it before. I could, I could do it pretty easily. Yeah, but yeah, I, I understand. Like sometimes when reporters ask you questions, you get carried away. Like, oh, how many pizzas do you eat? Uh, it, I, he, he didn't really lie. I think he just got carried away. The the number, by the way, is twelve thousand calories in the alleged Michael Phelps diet. How many? That how is many, a lot. How many calories? Like on on the Fourth of July, how many calories are you consuming? This year is twenty three thousand. So so yeah. this is easy. Come on, man. It, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be easy. Twelve thousand. You he, ate twenty three thousand calories in ten minutes. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I I could do it, but you never want to underestimate a challenge. <laughs> I I could I could do it, but uh yeah, twelve thousand is a lot. Yes, it is for a normal human being. You're Joey Chestnut, my friend. <laughs> a goofy Chestnut. <laughs> hey, Joey, I'm, I'm I'm an avid gym goer, and I've noticed that since you burst onto the scene several years ago, you've gotten in considerably better shape. Kobayashi was always in really good shape. What does a gym regimen look like for you, and do you do that so that you stay healthy after while consuming a ton of calories? It's uh, I, my weight fluctuates, but uh, I, I I try to run. And I try to. Uh, lately, I've been on the Peloton more, but it, it, I'm yeah. When, when I'm running more, I can control my breathing during the contest, and I'm less likely to get winded. And, and then, so, so I don't have to be extremely fit, but I have to be fit enough not to get winded. winded. 
in a contest because when, when you're winded, you're breathing through your mouth and uh, you're, you're not eating. So, I, so I, I just have to make sure I'm, I'm I'm fit enough to stay calm and be able to keep going in the whole contest. You... I'm, I'm not I'm not really that fit. I I. I love to eat. So if anybody has a reason to be a little bit chubby, it's me. It's my favorite thing about you is that like you just so, and especially when we talk about hot dogs, is the rest of us are like, dude, I, I wouldn't. And you're like, no, bro, I love doing it. Like, it's my oh, favorite. Oh, there's no better feeling. Like you're lining up to the, next to this guy or girl who, who they, they are pretty good, but you just, you just put them down. Just yeah, right? Away. You just dominate them. You just utterly dominate them, man. That's the way it goes. He's, uh, he's Joey Chestnut. He will be at the Tailgoat on uh, Sunday night. You can go to tailgoat.com. And still get some passes. Uh, Jimmy Famous Seafood has made this happen, and we're so excited about that. Are you going to get an opportunity to get some like crab cakes while you're in town? I don't know how long you're in town for. Um, are oh, you gonna- definitely. I'm going to I'm going to stop by the Jimmy's. Okay. And, uh, it, it, it looks like it's going to be a great. They have. A, uh, they, I think there's going to be like some sort of crab hot dog, crabby hot dog. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. A crabby glizzy. Yeah, that's so a play. It's a play, man. We we have this thing in like we. The way that we operate here, and I, I think you can get behind this, is we just, the crab is the solution to everything, right? Like, you take a nice, everybody enjoys a nice pretzel when they go out drinking, right? And we're like, why don't we smother it in crab and cheese, and then we'll serve that, and that'll be, we'll have a crab pretzel instead. It's just the way that we operate here is the solution to everything is crab meat. It's- I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear up some crab. It's a it's a great it's a great place to be. Um, are you gonna go to the game afterwards? Going to the game. Awesome. I'll be at the tailgate. If anybody, I'll probably be uh, drinking a little bit. It looks like that tailgate is gonna be a blast. Oh, dude, it's and, a great uh, it's a great time. It really pull back a little bit. It really is a great time, and people are stoked that you're gonna be there, man. Like it, it is it is so cool that it's working out this way. Um, are you who do you? I don't even know. Are you a, a 49ers fan? Like who have you root? Who what, what's your team? It's tough. I uh, I grew up a Raider fan because I grew up in San Jose. Yeah, uh, not too far from Oakland. Yeah, and I'm still a Raider fan. They they've had they've had a rough year, and uh, but I I've always loved the Buffalo Bills, and I, I try to go out, go out to a Bills game every year. Where did that so come from? Where Where did your Bills fandom come from? Oh my God, it's uh it's kind of weird. I I started doing a wing contest in Buffalo every year. Okay. Uh, like twelve years ago. Sure. And I made some made some friends there, and I was like, it's just a good group of people, and they. And, uh, they are crazy. They're insane. They're they wild. They're they're, nuts, they're wacko dude. on cracko. <laughs> like they are absolutely bat ass up there, bro. Yeah, I, I don't look that crazy compared to them. So <laughs> right, it's like, oh, I kind of fit in. Yeah, the guy that eats a billion hot dogs has nothing on the people that light tables on fire and jump through them for fun. <laughs> For fun, <laughs> before a football game, they're not professional wrestlers who are getting paid to do this. They're just doing it for the hell of it before and a it's, game. And it's so cold there. It's oh my ridiculous. god, it's miserable. <laughs> I can't believe. And this outdoor stadium, I don't know what they're. Th- it, 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 it's- Sometimes it's just better not to think. The Ravens, and, uh, the Ravens had to play. Well. They had to play a playoff game there last year in January, and it's just hell. Like it's just pure hell being in Buffalo in January. It was a night game too. On top of it, like the sun's down, man. Like what the f? Who? And they hear all these crazy people, like in the middle of a pandemic, just out there jumping off tables, going to football games. You're like, bro, God bless you. God bless you. I ain't knocking it in any way. All right, uh, Joey. What can we plug for you, man? Besides, obviously, being there on Sunday night. Um, oh, oh you know, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Saturday or Friday or no, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I'm all out of it. But um, yeah, I'm just looking forward and hoping everybody has a great, great Thanksgiving. At Joey Jaws on Twitter is, of course, how you give him a follow. What about on Instagram? Instagram, I think it's oh, it's Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, perfect. Give him a follow there. Yeah, you should be our greatest American champion. Should have the rights to his own name on all social medias. Let's make that happen. Jesus, come on. Yeah, I think. 
Should I contact Twitter? We really should uh, get on that. We should get on that. This is our greatest. Imagine if Tiger Woods couldn't have Tiger Woods on Twitter. Imagine if he had to be like, I don't even know. Maybe he does. I have no idea if he's actually got his name or not. Uh, dude, uh, so glad that this is happening, man. Uh, wonderful Thanksgiving to you, the girlfriend, everybody you're hanging out with. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us, as always. Bro. Oh, good to be on with you guys again. Thanks, Joey. Joey Chestnut, uh, great American champ, 14-time Nathan's famous Fourth of July hot dog eating champion. Uh, great dude. Love Joey Chestnut, and uh, that's a cool thing. He'll be out there on Sunday night for a wing-eating contest and hanging out before the uh, Ravens-Browns game. John Proctor makes a good point. He says, you provide honest feedback in a decent manner or you're going to get that dish again. Dinner is good. I like your blank better, though. And to be fair, I do approach it somewhat that way. I'll, she'll ask me. I can tell when she doesn't think it was her finest effort. I can tell that. And when she feels that way, I'm more inclined to say something like, oh, no, no, it's good. It's, it's really good. Um, you know, maybe it could use a, a little bit more whatever, right? Like maybe it could use a little, you know, it, if, we, if we just put some cheese on this, I think it'd be really good. You know, like something like that, right? Like when, she, when I know she doesn't think it was the best dinner she's ever made, then I'm more inclined to include a little thought, a little feedback right. in my response. If I don't get that vibe, though, if I don't get that vibe, Probably not going to say anything. I typically just say thank you. My wife, she, she my co- wife, my wife, she cooks um a lot of Hello Fresh and a lot of Blue Apron, and they give you the the ingredients Correct. and the recipe, so, so so it's good. When I cook, boy, she does not pull punches. If she doesn't like it, she lets me know she doesn't like it. She'll be like, "I'm sorry, but she will let me know this sucks." See that? I think that's a bit much. I gotta be honest. I think that's a bit much. Now, this is but this is an eternal problem that we have in our house, right? She doesn't want me to cook because she like it's a love language thing, right? Like she thinks that her value is that she cooks for me. So if she doesn't cook for me, she feels less valuable. Like this mm-hmm. is a whole we had a how we had a whole lesson when we were going through marriage counseling. It, we before we got married, we we went through a, a just a you know. She, People do it, yeah. We wanted to do it. Um, it was recommended to her, and we we're like, "All right, we'll do it." And it was, by the way, it was quite beneficial. Um, so they talked about these love languages, and we figured out that cooking was her thing. That she does not like it when I cook because it makes her feel less valuable. Like that, that she feels like less of a person if she doesn't cook for me. It's it's a whole. It, I don't want to do. I'm not going to do therapy here, but it's a whole. <laughs> it's a whole thing, right? So she doesn't want me to cook. Now I do all the grilling, of course. Like that's when if we're gonna grill, I'm doing the grilling. Like not, it's not a. This isn't a gender roles thing. If she wanted to do the grilling, I would be willing to listen. Right? We could have the conversation. But I want to do the grilling, and she's okay with that. So I do the grilling. Right? She even on days where like I can just tell something didn't work. Right? Like we tried something that didn't work. She'll never be critical of anything that I grill. Never, ever, ever. When I say that that my wife will, she doesn't say this sucks. But uh, Laura is very much one of those people where she'll say one thing, but her face tells you her actual feelings. Um, and so I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll see the look on her face, and sometimes it's a grimace, sometimes it's the sour face. Um, and she'll be like, 
it's just not for me, but her face tells me, no, I hate this, and I'm just trying to save your feelings. And I, you know... Maybe that's important. Maybe it's important that you need that you need to know. Don't make it again. I would just yeah. maybe like. That's why she does it. Yes, I, I like I, I I get that. But have you ever disagreed? Have you ever thought it was just her? Like, or do you always when she says yes, that, the pl- plenty of times she says I'm the, not a very picky eater, but I'll make something. I made salmon one time that I thought was freaking delicious with like a, a hollandaise sauce yeah. on top and oh, and all that. It was it was delicious, okay. and she did not care for it, but I thought it was awesome, and I was like that. This one's on you. Right, right, correct. I'm not I'm not listening to your advice this time. Yeah. This is just a you problem. Yeah. And you got to deal with that. I respect that. Respect that wholly. All right. Uh, and hour number two of today's show is brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, Drew Forrester is going to join us for a few minutes. Uh, later on this hour, we will get to segment two of the Tyus Bowser show. Would you rather Wednesday scenarios are up? I, it, there's just a lot going on today. I don't know. But if you want to play along, we're still going to give somebody a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. That will happen. So uh, get your responses in. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. 
Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort or convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Thank you to Mrs. Valley for getting in this morning with a donation for helping up Mission. We are legitimately like 18 people away from this being done. Or one of you making a $360 donation and you get 18 spots in the raffle. Um, go to glennclarkradio.com or go to at glennclarkradio on Twitter and the pinned tweet has all the details. We are so close to hitting the $2,000 mark. Thank you to all of you, not only for donating. Alex got in earlier this morning. So many of our regulars, Tim from Bel Air, made a really nice donation. Um, so many of our regulars have gotten in. Drew and I, who's about to join us, Drew and I are going to take this, and we're going to go out uh, shopping, and we're going to just get together one day, and we're going to go purchase uh, the things that we can't have you guys donate, socks, underwear, undershirts, things along those lines. And we're going to take them down to Helping Up Mission for the folks that are down there, the men, the women, and, and some stuff that's needed for kids as well. So thank you to all of you. We are so, so close to hitting the goal. It would be awesome if we could hit it by the end of the day. That would just mean the world to me. Lacey DaCosta, thank you to her. She made a very nice donation. That was that was unbelievable. It means a lot to me. Um, but thank you to all of you that have gotten in and donated. If, if, if 18 of you could get in before the day is up, then we will be done. We will not have to spend any more time talking about it. So thank you all, and go uh, at Glenn Clark Radio. The pin tweet there will give you the details of how you can get your donation in. Uh, speaking of Drew, here he is, Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. What's going on, sir? We could use some of that money to buy a um, running back or something. We, we, you know, well, Philip Lindsay's available. Maybe he could solve the problem. Perhaps, perhaps he would be the guy. No, we, we're gonna, you know, we did this last year, you and I, where we went. Uh, it's, I would say, it's the second most amount of money you and I have ever spent on underwear together. Um, it's the, it's, it's up there in the top three. Um, well. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that time you bought. I guess that time in Boston, what you technically bought was lingerie. Correct, exactly, 100%. And I look good. I kept saying to you, like, uh, dude, we're in the wrong section. You're like, leave me alone. Yeah, and I do what I do. I don't judge you. I know what I'm doing. Do, do I come to your house and chew gum? Right. <laughs> I said, I think these are bras and panties. And you're like, dude, I look good in, I look bro, good in peach. Bro, whatever you look good in, you wear. Right. That's the way that right. it works, my friend. I know you haven't figured that out yet, but hey, maybe one of these days. I'm I'm old. I don't care what I look. I I, I gave up looking, caring what I look like a long time ago. Uh, I promise we will have details by Monday. We will have details for you. I'm going to have some drop boxes around town set up, and then we're going to get an event together uh, for everybody to come out and bring us your coats, your clothes, all that stuff. Here coming up in December. Uh, you and I actually got to talk after the game, which was a shame. But um, but you were here for Project Game Day, so we don't really have much more to talk about about the Ravens game. It it was what it was. They they won another game. It's remarkable what they're able to do. And you know anybody who continues to think that this has something to do with luck, it's it's insane. It's literally the exact opposite of that. It's... 
Well, I, and and if you if you are inclined to, because I guess there were a couple of games earlier in the year where they were fortunate or lucky, like the Detroit game. Kansas, if Kansas City does, even the other day, and, and I know there's been a lot of, I know there's been follow up about what happened at the end of the game, and I guess. I know this is so unconventional, but if that dude runs out of bounds on the six-yard line, yep. they run the clock down and kick a field goal and win. Yep. Like, but I, it's so it's so unconventional to do that. The ball's in the air. You're wide open. You're as stunned as anybody that you're six yards ahead of the guy. You catch it. You run in the end zone. Like you. you well, and also I, remember I, your, your kicker missed a chip shot field goal earlier in the game. Well, you're right. I mean, it was 40 yards. It wasn't 24 like this one would have been. You can't, but make, I get if you can't make a 40-yard kick in the NFL, bro. <laughs> okay, oh, oh. but people do miss 40-yarders. Yeah. But people people don't miss 25-yarders. I hear you. I hear you. But it's just so weird how – so anyway, but to go back to what I was going to say about luck, like there were some games where they were lucky. I don't think there's any disputing that. But the but the counter to that is they if, – if that's – if that's luck that's working against them, what do you consider the injuries? Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, insane. so, you know, you've got a team like Cincinnati who for the most part has been relatively healthy the whole year. And you have a team like the Ravens decimated. Everybody gets injuries, but the Ravens have been decimated by injuries. And I mean, they're seven and three. And there's no telling what their record would be if they just had their two running backs. Forget all the other injuries. If they just had their two running backs, what would their record be? And more importantly, what's their ceiling moving forward versus what would their ceiling have been with those two running backs? Right. So any discussion or any just rhetoric about their luck has to be balanced out with, but also look at their injuries. So, you know, they've had some good luck. I will agree with that. But they're... they're I, don't, I don't think they've the guys had... Thought, I, when you say that, do you think they have, have had any more on-field luck than any other team in the NFL? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that because I haven't watched every other team. But, but I would say... But I would say that the... That the manner in which they've won some games, I would be hard-pressed to think I, I dude, of a I, team that's won three or four like that. I hear you saying that, but I, I mean, like, you're watching this league every week. There are insane well, no things that happen in all of these football games. Like, no I, question. I don't believe for a second that they've gotten any more on-field luck than any other team has gotten. It's just that a lot of other teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers got a ball to hang in the air for 30 seconds the other night. So they could get an interception and go in for a, a short touchdown. And they still couldn't take advantage of it to win the game. Like, right. they, they got their luck. They got the Chargers to go for it on fourth down from their own 30-yard line in a tie game. Right. And they couldn't win the game. Right. The teams are getting luck. Everybody gets an amount of good luck. They're just not winning the game afterwards. And I'm not trying to portray the Ravens as being the greatest team in the history of football or John Harbaugh being the greatest coach that's ever lived – but we do have to give credit. They're unlike other teams who get the same amount of luck and can't take advantage of it. When the Ravens get something that goes their way, they have routinely taken advantage of it this season. No, no doubt. I mean, that's good summary. You know, when they've had the opportunity, I mean, 
sure, the dude from Kansas City always got dudes holding on to the ball. They marched down there five or six more yards. They kicked a field goal. They won. Like OA also guy, made a play on but that the guy, ball. Right, yeah. but the like, guy punched the ball out right. of his hand. And, and we, I always used to say this. We do this all the time. Like I used to say this on the air when Flacco got the ball knocked out of his hand by Palomalu. Flacco was a bum. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. When, it wasn't Suggs, Palomalu. When, yeah, yeah. When Suggs did that to Tom Brady, Suggs is a Hall of Famer. Right. Right. So right. we we always look at it through our lens, right? We we never look at we didn't look at that play involving Palomalu like, well, there's a guy going to the Hall of Fame who made a made a play, and we we just said, Joe can't give up that kind of fumble at the end of the game like that, you know? I mean, so we do that with our team too. We we look at what our team goes through and. We either presuppose no one else goes through it, or we assume what we're going through is far worse than what anybody else is going through. I mean, that, that, that's fair. That's fair. I can't believe I'm saying those I words. I think this game Sunday night, I mean, I wrote this yesterday. I, you know, if you look at their schedule, and, they, and they, uh, you know, what you're trying to do in the league now, uh, because they've added the game, you're really trying to avoid at all costs going 10-7, and seven, right? You figure if you go 10-7 – and seven, you're going to be in the mix for the playoffs for sure, but it's going to also come down to a tiebreaker of some sort. Whereas I don't think there would be almost, I mean, could there be a, a chance that an 11 and 16 doesn't get in? Sure. Not this year because there won't be enough of them, but you're trying to avoid that 10 and seven record if you can. And the Ravens have just got to be very, very careful that they don't get to six losses by January 9th. And that's what I wrote yesterday. Like, this is a big game tomorrow or Sunday because it gets them to eight and three. If they get to seven and four, now they can only afford to lose two more between now and the end of January for that and December. And that game on the ninth could be for all the marbles, and you don't want that. So this is a big game Sunday night for them. I mean, we know they're all big, but this one starts – this one starts the sprint to the end, right. to me. All right, all right. I mean, I look. I'm concerned. It's not must I'm, win. No, but, but it's, I but, right. I but get it. MU. Well, it's a, yeah. it's a home game, and it's in your division. Right. Like, you know, I I get what you're saying. There, this is significant, and I'm nervous about it. The, the Browns are a mess right now, right? Like they are. They're fighting with each uh, other. They're not losing. They're but not losing to the Browns. You say that, except for the fact they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and there is absolutely the possibility they could come in and just say, "We're running the ball all night, and you prove that you can stop it." But we'll just prove that we can stop it. Then. Yeah, you got confidence in that? <laughs> you, you, I mean, like, I know every. There's the Browns this, aren't, look. There's this I don't hilarious. Care what you say. I, I the know the Browns aren't coming here and winning. All right, all right, thank you. Neither is Duke. Um, I, I, I know there's this hilarious bit where we all think that Brandon Williams stinks, despite the fact that every time that Brandon Williams isn't on the field, we see how much worse the run defense is than when he is on. Right. It's the, it is a hilarious bit. Like it is just an eternally, and I'm not even like a huge Brandon Williams guy, but I find myself becoming one because we're so insanely stupid about, it. we watch how much this team struggles against the run when Brandon Williams isn't out there. And then we see what they do when he is. And they're like, yeah, but he stinks. He's terrible. Like he's a waste of money. I'm like, what? Right. Well, what, every what time going on? every time he plays, the other team finishes the day with 96 yards rushing. When he doesn't play, the other team gets 155. It's amazing. Yards it's amazing how it works. Right. It's not, and right. obviously, it's not biblical. Somebody's going to waste the time to like, oh, I'll prove that you're wrong. I know that's not the case. But go back and look over the totality of the statistics. It is a fact that they are better. No, he's a big. He yes. helps big time. 100%. No doubt. 100. percent All right. Uh, Drew Forrester is with us. Drew's MorningDish.com. So um, I don't normally, of course, why would I ever go to Drew's MorningDish.com? It's not something that I do. But I was there the other right. day, 
Right. And and I saw you write about something, and I, I'm I'm actually going to give you credit. I completely disagree about the premise as a whole, but I'm going to give you credit. For, I have a real problem, and I'll I'll start reacting to it as these start coming in. I know I am utterly prepared in my heart for there to be a bunch of baseball writers that think it's okay to vote for David Ortiz to be in the Hall of Fame, but Barry Bonds not to be. I am holy, and in fact, I don't know that he gets in this year, but I am. I believe that David Ortiz will get in. Okay. And I'm not sure that Barry Bonds will get in. And right. so while I disagree with your premise, like I think the Barry Bonds should be in, right. I at least have respect for you're saying no, no, no. There's no world in which we're trying to separate these guys. You're at least saying this guy isn't, if you did it, I'm not voting for you, period, end of story, full stop. Yeah, I mean, I've always been that way, and I and I've always have said this. Like, I, I I think that there, as as you know, as the years go by, we all tend to look at things. The, you know, the, we looked at the death penalty. Some people looked at the death penalty in the '70s different than they look at it today. Some people look at drug crime jail terms different than they did 50 years ago. You know, there, things change. Things change over time, and People's opinions change over time. And my opinion on steroid users in the Hall of Fame has softened somewhat to the degree that I would be willing to let them in as long as they're willing to notate that they were in in whatever way you want to write about their um, experience, as long as you're willing to notate on their plaque that they were involved in steroids, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem putting them in. Um, so that said, just, just quick, I, do, do you feel that, do you, would you, if they did that, would you say they have to go back and do the same thing for Gaylord Perry? I would. And I've always said that, that I find his appearance in there to be almost appalling. Okay. And, and that he wasn't, not only did he, not only did he cheat, he brazenly cheated and laughed about it. Mm-hmm. And so did everyone else as if it were just hijinks. What about so, yes. what about if Jose Altuve gets in? Um, because of the because of the trash um, can. because of the trash because cans. because of the trash can thing. Um, I think that there is a. I think there's enough evidence in place for that incident that it should somehow be depicted in the Hall of Fame. Because I I I may be an outlier in this, but. I do think it gave them an enormous advantage. And I think when you ask baseball people unassociated with that team, because we all know if you're associated with the Astros, you're going to poo-poo it. And if you're an Astros hater, you're going to, you know, you're going to vilify them. I think if you ask baseball people what the hardest thing is about being at the plate, they would all say to you, the, the idea that you don't know what pitch is coming. Okay. okay. It isn't about how hard it's thrown. It isn't. A, it's about. I think he's throwing a fastball, but he didn't throw a fastball, and I didn't have the. I didn't. My my timing was off, or vice versa. So, I've oh, I've contended since that happened. I thought that was an, an enormous um, advantage for them, and and. Funny enough, though, I never put any stock in the football being deflated as any sort of advantage for Tom Brady. 
because the quarterbacks came out the very next day, including the guy in Baltimore, and sheepishly told us, well, dude, I've been inf- over-inflating the footballs for years. But that's my my, my issue so, with that, though, is the same thing. Like, all, the other teams were stealing signs, too. They just weren't banging trash cans. Yeah, I know you say that, and you, you, you do I mean, have a tendency to just sort of broad we, brush but, it. No, 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 we and, know. Like, the Red well, Sox were doing you, you, it. We know that. I, uh, right. That's a, that's a I know that. fact. Like, but we this, know the Yankees but, had a system. and But this was – but, again, we, we this is the same thing with steroids. We know other guys were using steroids. Yes. We, we know that. But we have to be – you have to be willing to, to – you have to be willing to hard line between guys that you – know, in air quotes, that were doing it, and guys that were proven to have been doing it. And I, in some context, I agree, which is I'm not – I don't just openly accuse everyone. Like, I have – in the context the Altuve of – the Altuve thing, by the way, to go back to your question, the Altuve thing, I, 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 I don't know – again, this is all done by creative verbiage, right? I don't know how you notate it. And, you know, there's got to be a way to say – because um, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer someday. There's got to be a way to say um, that he was that in in 2017, and I don't remember that he won the MVP award that year. I don't even remember. Um, he did. He what? He he did. He won the MVP in 2017. Yeah. So I I do think that it's fair to to say that he won the MVP award in 2000, 2017. And the same year that the Astros won the World Series, and they were later have um, it was later discovered that they used an elaborate system. Blah blah blah. You you can word it right. however so, you want to word it. So, um, I, 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 and I guess at the end of the day, what you're going to find is we're going to start putting every guy that gets in the Hall of Fame is going to have a notation because they're and, all trying. And, to and that's sort of the point, right? Like that's the point. Right. And again, this is twofold. As we're talking about this, I'm, I'm engaging it. We all know they're not going. They're not. Well, I'm not telling you that your idea is bad. You just you know they're not going to do that. That's never going to happen. They're not going to say, "Come to our museum so you can see all of the awful things about the players that are in our museum." Like they're just—it's right. never going to occur but, that but way. But museum, and and this is the thing I guess that's always been interesting to me. Like the 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 idea that it's a museum versus the idea that it's that that it's that it's a historical whatever you want to call it and and I'm trying to come up with something short of museum right. that it is a that it's a historical it's 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 a deification of some sort it's a yeah, yeah. it's a separate and, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've well, always we, I've people never... talk about they're, they're enshrined into eternity. We use some really overwhelming phrases when we talk about it. like they, they they use the word eternity a lot with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like somehow we're making you eternal. Like you now you'll never die now because you're in the right. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like we do. There are when, inducted players have thro- phrases like that thrown out a lot that go beyond just the idea of it being a museum. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I guess what's really interesting is the difference between, and this is the thing I would say about Ortiz that's going to that's probably going to it's going to come down to this, which would really be interesting. The difference between David Ortiz and Rafael Palmero is what? You got to tell me that. I mean, that what? what well, the, you know what? It well, is. the people will attempt to. Well, okay, there's a couple differences. Rafael Palmero also lied in front of Congress, right? Like. That, right, I mean, Ra- that was, that's the Palmer. answer. Well, but it's not the only answer, right? They they were so. Well, he so, failed a test. 
Right, correct. But, they, David, failed, or, but David Ortiz did test. too. David Ortiz also failed a drug test. It's just that it and, wasn't part of the it wasn't part of the CBA at correct. that point. That's the only right. difference. The only difference, right. and that's what well, people learn. But there isn't any difference. I guess the reality correct. is correct. We all know David Ortiz used steroids. Yep, one hundred percent. The difference is he's going to get, and I don't know that he's going to make it either. But let's presuppose he does. He's going to get in. And Rafael Palmero, who was every bit the hitter of oh, Ortiz. Oh, Rafael Palmero was a better hitter than David Ortiz. Yeah, I, well, that's, you know, I mean, again. I mean, it's close. Was, I'm not trying to pretend like it's, right, it's overwhelming. But, but they, were, they were very, very comparable. And obviously, Palmero defensively was much better. They're very comparable players. And yet, one of them. And, and With the exception guess, of the postseason, obviously. You do have to get, you know, David Ortiz right. clearly. No, I'm not downplaying. By the way, I think David Ortiz on the. David Ortiz, the baseball player, is 100% a Hall of Famer. He was one of the most feared hitters in baseball for a decade. He's 100% a Hall of Famer. But, dot, 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 if you are going to keep the likes of Bonds and these other guys out, I don't know how you allow, I don't know how you allow this guy in and then don't allow Palmero in. So, but I do know, because it always comes down to, you know, well, we, you know, we just don't know if Barry really did it or not. Okay. You, you so, know. Yep, yep. you're right. And, and so, I, I, I don't know, man. I just tend to, you know, the guys that I picked the other day that I felt strongly about, and there were some others that I, like, I took a long look at Andrew Jones. I, I, I don't, he, he, we always do this, right? It, you have to be so careful to not turn this thing into the Hall of Very Good. And when you say in this year, as an example, no to Clemens, no to Bonds, no to Ortiz, no to Pettit, if you if if you say no to those guys, and then you say yes to Todd Helton, Scott Rowland, and Omar Vizquel, and Mark Burley, you're essentially saying. We're going to let these really, really good players in. And we're going to keep out the guys who you couldn't write the history of baseball yep. without including them. And I've always thought that's the benchmark for how you include someone in the Hall of Fame. Could you write the history of baseball or could you write the history of their generation and not mention them? You couldn't do that with Barry. You couldn't do that with Clemens. You, you arguably probably couldn't even do it with Schilling because of his p- performance in the playoffs. You certainly couldn't do it for um, Pettit. But again, the team was really good. But you, that's kind of been the benchmark. Can you write about the history of the, that generation, not mention Todd Helton or Scott Rowland or, or Mark Burley? Absolutely. Yep. yep. They were good. They were really good. And by the way, but I, they were. I, I mean, Burley's numbers. When you look at right. Mark Burley's numbers, right. they were uh, the only thing Burley needed. Burley needed to give up. Get this: in the course of his career, he needed to give up six earned runs less a year, and his ERA would have been three point three three. That so you know there therein lies therein lies a huge difference between the way we look at. You know, Jack Morris took forever to get in because he was 3.75 ERA, right? Yep. So, I, I, I don't know. It's a really interesting discussion. I'm, 
I'm, I do my best when I look at that ballot every year to like say, man, if I had a ballot, you know, who would I really vote for? And those are the guys I, I think. And, and yet I'm willing to concede that those four guys, you could write the history of their generation and you could get away without mentioning Mark Burley or Todd Helton. Yes. So, but I think Todd Helton's a Hall of Famer too. I do. Oh, I do too. I, do too. I mean, I think yeah. they all yeah. are. Yeah. I think, I think that they were all outstanding. I mean, yep. they, well, and I've always, guys. I've always leaned a little bit more to if it's close, I think you're in. Right. That's always been my, you know, I see. And I've kind of done the opposite right. of that, right. but I, but then again. You wouldn't have anybody in there if we all operated under that. And by, and by the it's way, like, for that doesn't mean Harold Baines wasn't close, right? Like I'm not saying that, that Harold uh, Baines correct. should be the standard. I'm saying, I'm saying, if you're right on the edge, I think you're probably a Hall of Famer more than you are. Like I saw Jonathan Pap, and I get that. I understand that they put the list out because there are certain qualifications that they meet, and they put the list out and they yeah. say, "Here are the here are the names of the guys that we're considering," and they have Jonathan Papelbon on there. Like in no way, shape, or form. Yes, obviously he's not. But I'll, I'll go a step further than that. Mark Teixeira was a much better baseball player than Jonathan Papelbon ever was. And yet I know Mark Teixeira wasn't a Hall of Famer. He was a hell right. of a baseball player. And this isn't a we hate Mark Teixeira thing. Mark Teixeira was a damn good baseball player. But we know the difference between a damn good baseball player and a Hall of Famer, right? Like, we right. know that Mark Teixeira never rose to the, the level of being a Hall of Famer. We, right. We, we he he was it. a good – Mark Teixeira was a – Mark Teixeira was a – uh, you know, we this is all splitting hairs, right? He was a good slash, really good player yep. who, if he could have stayed healthy, might have been a Hall of Famer. A hundred percent. He was that good defensively. But like he, he couldn't, was... right, but he couldn't quite get to the point where you could rely on him the way, like, when you look at Roland's numbers um, or in terms of dependability, these guys that play every day, you know, to share the last three or four years was constantly 90 games, 100 games, 120 games, yeah. 125 games. Um, I think the to me, the Hall of Fame discussion when you don't have the 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 actual formula in place, like the LPGA has a formula for how women get into the Hall of Fame. It's boring. You either get in, right, or you don't get in. Correct. <laughs> so well, when you win. Your thirty points or whatever, you know, yeah. when you get your thirty points, yep, you're, you're, you're a Hall of Famer. Yep. Well, that's boring. <laughs> yeah, there's no debate. There, you don't get to sit around and have a conversation about it, right? And, and like some guys, like Fred Couples and Davis Love the uh, Third, and and this is not to say that Brooks Koepka won't get in someday because he's he he will, but like Couples has got Couples and Davis Love the Third are on the twenty win range, right? But they both only won one major championship. Brooks Koepka's got. I don't even know. Six career wins? Right. They just no, all he's happen got to more be. Than that. Yeah. He's got more than that. He's got eight career wins, but four of them happen to be majors. Mm-hmm. If Brooks Koepka finishes his career with 14 wins, he's still a Hall of Fame golfer. Well, yeah, because he won the ones that mattered. Like that, that, right. I kind of get that. Dude. But baseball, <laughs> we don't really have that kind right. of and, – and to some degree, guys get in football all the time, and I'm like, really? Like I heard someone say the other day, now, this could have been hyperbole, and this could have been someone just saying this to say it. And I don't remember in what broadcast it was, but it might have been the Miami game. Someone said, Calais Campbell might be a Hall of Famer. I heard someday. that. Man, I heard that from somebody this week. And I, and yeah, I thought, right? 
Calais Campbell. Yeah, I like I, Hall of Famer for who? Well, look, I but, mean, it might be guys like that get in all the time, and it might just be that I don't follow football closely enough. But guys get in the Hall of Fame all the time, and then and then sometimes don't like. Kevin Green had 107 yeah, sacks him, or whatever, yeah, and they kept him out yeah, forever. Forever. And, and by the way, you look at the all-time sacks leaders, and like it's not just Kevin Green. Um, like Le- Leslie O'Neill is one of the greatest sack artists of all time. It's not in the right. Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? They didn't like, even put Charles Haley in for a while. Correct. One, the guy won five Super Bowls. Right. So I don't know. These Hall of Fame discussions are interesting, and and what makes baseball unlike football that we could have, we certainly could have that other discussion about football, but it's never been as widespread. Um, the thing that makes baseball so interesting is the cheating. I mean, it, it, it is the thing that makes it, to me, it's the thing that makes it the most interesting is to where, what do you do with these guys that you 100% know cheated? And I think Gaylord Perry is an, is an awesome um, barometer for this because he cheated. And he not only cheated, he cheated, and they thought it was funny. No, I mean they, it's it's Which it's part of his. It's part of it's, yes, part it's of part it of it's part of why people love him. Yes, one hundred percent. I think John Abraham finished his career with one hundred and thirty-three and a half sacks, not in the, not in the Hall of Fame. Right. Terrell right. Suggs finished his career with one hundred and thirty-nine sacks, and everyone assumes he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. There's a difference in five and a half sacks. Right. In his career, five and a half. And one I mean, how do you in. do this? How do you have this? I didn't realize this year was A-Rod's first year. I thought he had been eligible before. I didn't realize it was his first year. Yeah. Um, it will be really interesting to see because he's back in baseball, right? Yeah, he's I mean, he's in, the, but, but he's not he's, getting in the Hall of Fame. They're, they're not. They, they're, they're, the, the writers that aren't putting Barry Bonds in are not suddenly putting Alex Rodriguez in. Like, that's not happening. They're still pissed off about it. They're, but it'll be interesting to see what he gets because he's back in the game. I mean, Barry Bonds has been close. Like he's going to get sixty percent of the vote. He's going to get you know something similar to what Bonds has got. And it might be that I, that Alex Rodriguez benefits from the fact that he's got a electorate, a group of voters that are a little bit younger than the voters that Barry Bonds had for the last ten years, right? Like he right. might benefit from that ultimately. But if these people have managed to successfully keep Barry Bonds out, there's no world in which they're letting Alex Rodriguez in. But David Ortiz is the one. This is the one that will let everyone show their ass. Like they will, they will show. That this isn't really about steroids. This is about we don't like these people, and we're we're holding it against them. That's what this is. Whereas David Ortiz was very likable, and David Ortiz was great to, to be around, and the writers all enjoyed him, but they didn't like being around Barry Bonds. So they're going to vote David Ortiz in. At some point, I am 1,000% convinced they're going to vote David Ortiz in while potentially keeping Barry Bonds out. And it's, it's look, you can – I'm not telling you that I had an interaction with Barry Bonds. I think he's a – jackass like one of the most unpleasant interactions i ever had in my professional life was working an event for the bobby bonds foundation um i dislike barry bonds wholly but you can't put david ortiz in the hall of fame and keep barry bonds out that's a joke it's a i think the other name on that list that was really interesting and worth looking at was ryan howard you know i would need to spend some more time with ryan howard too let me tell you you wait is he this year yeah he's this year are you sure about that he was on the ballot. If he's not, then they put him on wrong. Yeah, I didn't think he was on the ballot. He was on the ballot I saw. All right. I mean, check it. But All he was right. on the ballot I saw because I looked him up. All right. Um, I 
I'm telling you, yeah, his right. numbers right. are. Oh, Jimmy, I didn't realize Jimmy Rollins was on the ballot this year. Jimmy Rollins is too. Ryan Howard's numbers, and, you know, we've always, we used to do this, like, we had this discussion, well, way back, they had this discussion about Koufax, right? Sandy Koufax was great for five years. Now, his five years happened to be, you know, like REM's greatest hits. You know, it, it, right. his yeah, five so years so were absolutely correct. unreal. Correct. He had seven good years. He had seven very good years, but he had five years that were out of this world. Pedro had six or seven out of this world years. Crazy. Um, Don Mattingly, six or seven great, great years, right? Ryan Howard is of that same sort of ilk. Ryan Howard was the one of the most feared hitters in the National League for five years. Yeah. Was he was he feared was he that good though for seven yeah, or eight? I don't see it. I don't I don't the more I think about it, I don't see it. The more I look at the numbers, I don't see it. But I get it. There's an there's an argument there. I think there's a great Well he had, he had five the, the the argument is what's the number? Right. Like, is it eight years? Is that what you got to be? Is it ten? Like Albert Bell? How is Albert Bell not in there? To Drew's because point, of, to Drew's point, huh? from two thousand six to two thousand nine. So it's really four years. It's four okay. years. Um, Ryan Howard was at least forty five home runs and at least one hundred and thirty six RBI in every season for four consecutive years. Like, yeah, I mean, he could have been the MVP of the league four times. Correct. He was only right. once. He was only MVP in two thousand six. But right. like he absolutely in those four years from oh six to oh nine. He was insane. But he wasn't chopped liver no, in the in, other in, years in, either. In 10 and 11, he was still over 30 home runs and over 100 right. RBI. Like, he was still good. But right. the, the four-year stretch was nuts. It was a But what do you do? Where, what's, the, what's the line of demarcation for, for these? Like, Albert Bell was insane in, at his zenith. Right. Um, but that's un- unfortunate. That's probably the most comparable comparison to Ryan Howard, and that probably gives you your answer, right? Like Right. But, you know, these guys that have had really, really good runs, what's the number? Is it six years, eight years? Like, you know, I, I, obviously Pujols is, you know, is going to make it. But he had eight really, really – he was the best it was more like, baseball It was even more like ten, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been. But, I mean, he was the best hitter in baseball, period. Here's, here, here's the number that will be why there's not really – Ryan Howard's career war is fourteen point seven. Yeah, like that's you're you're not getting in the not Hall of Fame defense. that way. Well, because uh, yeah, he played right. what seventeen years. Right, Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins had a career forty seven. Had a forty seven point six war. Right. Sure. Like like we should talk a little bit more. You know what I mean? Now, like, but remember, fifteen, uh, ten, uh, whatever, ten, fifteen years ago, that. That data, we never would even use that. One hundred percent, I get that. Yeah. but but that doesn't mean that we ignore so we've it. We've changed. Now. No, 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 no. I'm saying now. We've now, changed to your point, now, by the way, by Scott Rowland's career war is seventy. <laughs> to your right. Point. Well, that's my point. We've changed yeah. the way we value these guys, and I'm an old guy, and I, I you know how I am, like with this data, like. I, I'm just not that interested in it, mostly because I don't understand it. Right, it's like yeah. cryptocurrency. It's, it's a good, it's a good way willing, of, of living your life, by the way. <laughs> but I'm willing to admit, I am willing to admit that while I don't understand it, and I think some of it is, uh, is sometimes forgets the actual main point, which is to be good at what you do, but I get it. Like, this is the way we do it now. And so when you have a guy like Roland and – you're, you make some sort of argument, and then you go, oh, 
but in his career, he had a 70 war. That That's what gets him in now. Fifteen years ago, but it should get him in. But it should get him in. Is the point correct? No doubt. This is what we've done. So the same thing with like the same, and and this would always be my argument in defense. I always say this about kickers, but I say it about like Omar Vizquel. When you hit the ball to Omar Vizquel, it got fielded and thrown to first base. And and if you hit it to him twelve times in a game, it got fielded and thrown over there twelve times. In other words, when you ask, it's same with Justin Tucker. When the ball gets snapped and you put the ball on the ground and tell him to kick it through those two things, that's what he does. Right, right. And it doesn't. It shouldn't matter to me, to anyone that he is just a kicker no, or that Omar Vizquel was just a fielder. Right, right. That's what you wanted him to do. I hear you. I hear you. All right, I'm, we're already so, running late. It's what it is. Um, I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna let you roll. I need you to pick a number between one and a hundred first, though. Um. Um, between one and a hundred. Yeah, just any um, number. Just any number at all. This isn't just any. Just name a number. Uh, how about thirty for Bernie Wolf? Thirty. Uh, thirty is unavailable. Give me a different number. No, no, thirty is available. All right, Brian Powell, you're number thirty in our raffle. Brian Powell just got in and said, "Have Drew pick my number." So there you go. Number- didn't he go to Old Mill? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope he doesn't win. All right, all right. I I just need people to donate. That's all we care about. Just keep donating. Uh, help us help helping up mission. Thank at least you, it wasn't Powell. Proctor. Uh, you know what? Proctor hasn't gotten in yet. I'm gonna have to start calling him out. Gonna have to start calling him out by name. He hasn't gotten in yet. He's one of our regulars. Yeah, no, it's probably you, Shepherd Pratt. Your, the internet must not be good over Shepherd Pratt today. Jesus, get out. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you <laughs> next week. All right. <laughs> Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Uh, there he is. All right. Uh, we're not gonna have time for Would You Rather Wins because we got to listen to segment number two of the Tyus Bowser show, and I gotta get out of here to get my flu shot. So and my and my boot. I'm doing my flooster today. My flu and my booster shot together. I'm hoping they. We were talking about this last night. I'm hoping they can just combine them in the same vial, like and just be one like mega shot, right? Like I come out of there. I assume that when I come out, I'm just Spider Man at that point. Like I've already got the hat. Like yeah. I just assume that I walk out and I'm Spider Man at that point. I mean, That's the way you wear the hat basically every day. I think that I would like to. You I would like Spider-Man. to hope that that would be the way that it would be. Uh, would you rather Wednesday? I will still have her give away a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill if you participate. Uh, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio or at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Just running out of time, man. Way too much going on today. Glory Days Grill, uh, $5.99 nachos every Thursday. Obviously, tomorrow is a different day, but every other Thursday. And then $6.99 burgers on Monday. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. We'll come back in. Tidbit Tubular and Segment 2 of the Tyus Bowser Show. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com. 
That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. Yeah, we brought up the Hall of Fame because the ballot is out. It got sent out this week. So far, our friends at the BBHOF tracker only have one in, so we don't really have any data to work with. Um, But we'll continue to monitor that. And, of course, every year our buddy uh, Dave Ginsburg unveils his ballot on the show, and so we'll get with him and we'll decide uh, when it is that uh, he'll come on with us to unveil his ballot. It's always a really good conversation every year. Look forward to doing that. Winding down for a Wednesday edition of the program, it's also been brought to you by Chick-fil-A and the local area Baltimore Chick-fil-A restaurants. It's that time of year. You're getting people together for all sorts of reasons. You're getting people together for whatever it is, for whatever, you know, you're decorating the tree. You're getting people together to bake cookies. My family does a huge cookie baking day every year, and I can improve all of your family gatherings. That is a promise. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tidbit brought to you today by Underdog Fantasy Football. They're matching your first deposit up to $100 when you use the code PRESSBOX. Yes, the code PRESSBOX. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. UnderdogFantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy Football app. The daily, the weekly fantasy games, as well as uh, player props, parlays, it's all there. Download the Underdog Fantasy app today. All right, so for our tidbit, Uh, The Baltimore Ravens, despite holding the number two seed in the AFC, have the fourth worst point differential of teams above 500 in the NFL at plus 17. The other three worst are also in the AFC, and two are in the AFC North. Wait, wait, say this one more time. I'm sorry. The the four worst um, point differentials of teams above 500 are in the AFC. Uh, the Ravens are fourth at plus seventeen. The right. Two of the other, the other three are also in the AFC. 
Two of them are in the AFC North. The Steelers, at minus 12, are the worst in football, followed by the Browns at minus 7, and the Chargers... Uh, <laughs> qualified by of the good teams. Of the other teams above 500. Right, correct. Right. Um, and the Chargers at are have the uh, fourth worst, or the third worst, excuse me, at minus 5. Okay. The Ravens can conti- if the Ravens continue on this track and manage to go on to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they would have the third worst point differential in NFL history by a Super Bowl winner at plus twenty nine. Who are the? Well, in NFL history, five teams have won the Super Bowl with less than a plus sixty point differential. Who are they? Do you want a hint? Because this could be tough. Well, I mean, I'm sorry working with. I'm just working with the Super Bowl winners, right? Yeah. Like. There's 55 of them, though. I know, but, okay, but some of them, one of those Patriots teams was really not good. Yeah, they're not on here. They're not on here. I'm telling you, one of them was like a very mediocre. It was mediocre, like the 2001 or 2003 Well, that, that was a different mediocre. I'm talking about like one of the, the modern Super Bowl champion Patriots teams. I think it was the one that beat the Rams. Just as a whole was not a very good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that one team is on here twice. One team is on there twice. Is it the Ravens? The Ravens are number three. Which Ravens team? Though? The 12 team. The 2012 yeah. Ravens number three yeah. at plus 54. That doesn't surprise me at all. That was We talked about how mediocre that team was. Um, uh, how about the... How about the... Who were the teams that were the... How about the Super Bowl five Colts? Nope. Okay, that's a little surprising. How about the... How about the... Steelers team that Jerome Bettis. Okay. Uh, I will say Proctor guessed the right team, but he didn't give me a year. Well, okay, so I'm going to guess it's one of the two moderns. The, the one that beat the undefeated Patriots. The two, uh, 2007? Yeah. They are number two on this list. Yeah. Uh, the Giants, 2007 plus 22. I will tell you that. No, I'm not going to give you that. Right. I'm not going to do it. All right. The Giants. Um, the the if Proctor got it right, can I say he got it right? He did. He got yeah, it right. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, so he's right. The he said yeah. the the Tyree. Well, that's what we said. The, the team that beat the undefeated Patriots. Okay, that was yeah, the, the two, that was two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven. Okay, yes, that was two thousand seven. Okay. Um, the. The Buccaneers, not last year, but the. Okay, they they only gave up like 189 points that season. They but they weren't a very good offense. But they, I mean, they scored like 300 points. Did they? All right. More than I that. mean, I believe you. I believe you. No, Archie Manning never won a Super Bowl. Um, the my 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 my. All right, how about the? Oh, you know what? The the Chiefs a couple years ago because their defense sucked. Mm-mm. Defense got better. <laughs> I mean, they did get better. Oh boy, I might need to start needing some hints. I mean, I'm just gonna start random. All right, I tell you what, we'll start just naming teams. We'll just roll through this. No, 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 no. We're just gonna start rolling through teams. The the Eagles team a couple years ago. No. The one of the Cowboys Super Bowls. No. One of the 49ers Super Bowls. They won no. a lot. How about uh, the Rams, the greatest show on turf? Nope. How about one of the Steelers? Nope. When the Saints won the Super Bowl. Nope. How about when the one of the Washington Super Bowl teams? No. Well, this is a bloodbath. No, no, no. <laughs> one of the Packers Super Bowl teams. No. One of the 
The Colts Super Bowl. No. You're, you're Stop. teams that are prolific offenses. There's only so many Super Bowl winners, bro. There's like, 55 of them. I you understand. You could be here for an hour. One of the Broncos Super Bowl teams. Yes, which one? The Peyton, the terrible Peyton Manning team. Yes, the, they were number five, the 2015 Broncos at plus 59. Proctor says one of the Raiders Super Bowl teams. Yes. N- impossible for me to know which one because they were not modern. The 1980 Raiders. Sure, plus don't remember anything have, about that. You have one team who's considered the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl. I don't know if that's true. The Proctor says the Bears. I don't no. think so because their defense was so good. Consider the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The the Super Bowl three Jets. No. The consider the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl. Can yeah. I tell you the re- their record for the season? No. Okay. No. Don't do that. I'm annoyed by this entire charade. <laughs> None of this. The one of the Dolphins teams. No. I feel like I've named all the Super Bowl winners. Remember, there was one on the list that was twice. Oh, there was one on the list that was... Oh, now I'm annoyed. I told you that. I'm annoyed. But yeah, you but forgot I'm, to be annoyed we got to go. We're going to be here until 1240. Just tell me. Uh, it was the 2011 Giants who were 9-7. Oh, the Giants were... Yeah, Their point differential yeah, was negative they, 6. Yeah, all right. I... I, I my, it's on me. I, I'll put it on me, okay? It's on me. It's on me. You want to crown their ass? Crown them. <laughs> Let them off the hook. Tidbit was also brought to you. I, I don't know what that was. I just I don't know what happened there. Sorry. Tidbit was also brought to you by uh, Window Nation. Final opportunity for you to take advantage of their best offer ever. 866-90Nation or windownation.com. Two free windows with every two you buy. Uh, no payments for two full years. This is it. Last six days. Take advantage of it right now at, with Window Nation. Tubular is brought to you today by the Tyus Bowser Show. You're about to hear segment number two from last night. The next Tyus Bowser Show is coming up on Tuesday, December 7th. We will be at the Bowman on Hartford Road in Parkville. It's free. Now, in the December shows, we are definitely going to turn into some charity events. Like, we're going to need you to bring out um, unwrapped toys for Great Eights Memorabilia's um, uh, toy drive on December 7th. The last show of the year, we're going to make that a coat drive for sure. So that's the deal. We need you to bring out um, uh, uh, toys or coats for these final events of the year. But the next Tyus Bowser show, Tuesday, December 7th at the Bowman, brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy'sGarageMD.com, as well as Window Depot Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com. Here's what's coming up uh, this evening, and really it starts this afternoon. A lot of local college hoops this afternoon. Uh, Navy hosts Washington College at 2. Coppin State's at Canisius at 2. Uh, Loyola hosts Elizabethtown at 3. That's all on ESPN+. Plus. College basketball throughout the day. Kind of a bummer last night, like the big uh, Gonzaga-UCLA 1-2 versus two matchup. An absolute ass-kicking yeah. just from start close. to finish. It was a bludgeoning. I was uh, back here editing some audio, and I put the game on, and I was like, wow. Not really the thriller that we all were hoping it would be. Uh, Gonzaga-Duke later on in the week. But uh, more hoops throughout the day. Find them all at glennclarkradio.com. I uh, felt really bad for Tyus Bowser. The Wisconsin-Houston game was on as we are about to start the show. We're sitting there. Of course, Tyus Bowser played basketball at Houston. Um, so he's quite invested, right? Like He's very interested. They are down like five with 20 seconds to play. And I'm like, hey, man. Or 40 seconds to play. I'm like, hey, man, sorry. And he's like, it ain't over yet. They get a three. And uh, they're like, see, told you. Ain't over yet. And they go back down. They get a defensive stop. But, like, there's six seconds left when they get the ball back. They don't even get a shot off. Oh, man. They well, just, they were down by 20 at the half. Valiant effort yeah. came up short. Tyus Bowser was bummed. He was quite <laughs> bummed watching the end of that game. 
Uh, Wizards Pelicans at 8, and then on NBC Sports Washington, NBC Sports Washington Plus for Canadians Capitals at 7. NHL Network's got Canucks Penguins at 7. TNT's got AEW Dynamite at 8. Maple Leafs Kings at 10. ESPN has Net Celtics at 7.30. Sixers Warriors at 10. Anything non-sports-wise we should oh, we're uh, highlight? Not, we're not doing the next five days. I did five days worth of two. We, are, we will post them at glennclarkradio.com. We don't need to share all five of them right now. Fair, Just fair give me some highlights so, for tonight. Um, for tonight... A Saturday Night Live Thanksgiving special. I do it's, always love that. It's their f- like forty-seven years worth of Thanksgiving. Well, clips. they've done it. They do it every year, yeah. and it's like the same ones. It's it's Adam Sandler singing turkey, 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 and you're just like, all right, I I'd still this. It warms my heart every year. Uh, Julie Bowen from um, Modern Family, she's Happy from Baltimore. Gilmore. Yeah, she's on. Um, she's on Jimmy Fallon, the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. She's on this season of Curb. If you've been watching, oh, I, I have not. I've never. Seen well, I, mean, I don't know if it's good. she's going to stick around, but she definitely made a cameo on this year, this uh, this season of Curb. Also, underrated performance in Horrible Bosses. The first. One. I agree with that. 100%. Um, and then on Disney Plus, Hawkeye two episode oh, series premiere. Oh, that starts today. That's today. Oh, damn it! The two the two episode series premiere. Oh, I didn't realize it was today. I'm excited now. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's changed. The course of my, I got too much to do today. I won't be able to watch it, but at some point in the next four days, I'm gonna attempt to watch some Hawkeye. That's great. Love that. All right, very good. Yes, we will post uh, Tubular uh, every day for the rest of the uh, the weekend, but we will well not every day, but we'll do one tomorrow and then one for the weekend, uh, the way that we normally do. But no shows uh, the rest of the week. No bat around on Saturday either. We will be back uh, on Sunday night for Project Game Day. Then we'll be back on Monday. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks also to Joey Chestnut. We'll get that. Picks and the Tyus Bowser show up in the greatest hit section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Don't forget, later this afternoon, Stan and I will make our picks on Facebook Live at 3 o'clock, and then at 4.30, the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with KZ. Get your questions in now, then watch then or listen then uh, for the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. That's what's coming up. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, the Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, and my bookie. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a very safe, healthy, and wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. We'll see you this afternoon, and then we'll see you for game day on Sunday night. Uh, go Ravens, Terps, everybody. You know, Go all the local college basketball, local college football teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. We wrap up today's festivities with segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show from last night. You, uh, you see this tweet that um, Patrick Queen sent out? I want to get your opinion of this particular tweet that you sent. That People that who don't drink eggnog are untrustworthy. I want to repeat that uh, a little bit louder. Yeah. People who don't drink eggnog are untrustworthy. <laughs> well, hey, I, well, there ain't no reason to trust me then, because... You don't drink eggnog. No. You tried it before? Yes. And it is not it. Rita, what about you? Are you a trustworthy person? I don't like these. <laughs> well, it's going to make it a clean sweep like of everybody these. else at the <laughs> table. So, Patrick Queen, I'm going to need you to defend yourself I just here. don't understand how people don't like something that's sweet. Like, it's just basically ice cream that's not frozen. It's thick yes. as hell. Like, it's, it's good, Ta- though. It's Tammy sweet. is right. It's French toast batter. Mm, it's good. Mm, it's good. It's good. Mm, I'm a Have you tried Coquito before? Mm. That is now that is good. What you say, yeah. what, what you say it is? 
that it's it's different. It's a different consistency. It's it's milk, I think, instead of egg. Well, coconut, yeah, it's good. So it's it's it it's in the same family, but it's a little smoother and not as thick as that eggnog. You be we drinking. need to know. We need to know more about <laughs> your eggnog habits, Patrick. Like, do you come home after a day at work? <laughs> And pour yourself a glass of eggnog? Like, first of all, do you when, when it's eggnog season, do you, like, go to the store and buy, like, yeah, five, we open six your fridge, eggnogs? Is it right? so, this all started when I was little. My dad used to kill it, like, <laughs> gallons and gallons. So oh, my God. I used, to, I used to just watch him drink it. I was like, I wonder what it tastes like. So one day I tried it, and, like, I was hooked ever since. So when my mom goes to the store and get them, I make her get, like, jugs and jugs and jugs <laughs> of eggnog. I knew it. I mean, like, are you talking about you would do this in... August? No, nah, it would be like it's the holiday time. Holiday okay. Time. All right. So Only. I ain't gonna do it year round. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go overboard. I'm about to say, goodness. Right. Gotta right. Keep, gotta keep the Are good you, feeling. Is it a virgin eggnog? You put a little bit of splash of alcohol in See, it. Because it's holiday season. I'm gonna start trying to put alcohol in it now. It was. It was just a little regular. But this man is just drinking plain old regular. So you're just drinking it by itself? Gallons at a time. Good. It's good stuff. Hey, and nobody a little bit something in it. A little bit something in it. I'm gonna start time. putting some stuff in it. Okay. You you <laughs> went as far as to declare the rest of us untrustworthy. Untrustworthy. That's aggressive. That's very <laughs> aggressive. It's aggressive and it's the truth. <laughs> it might need to be the other way around. No, I, if you do I, drink eggnog. I got a lot you are of very I got untrustworthy. Of, I got a lot of questions. What, All don't, right. you, what don't you like about it? <laughs> Uh, like, like everybody that said, it's just thick. It, it's it, thick. That's it. It I tastes good, though. Is there anything else? I'm, I'm, t- I'm a texture guy. Me too. Same. Yes. And that's what I don't guy, like about it. I don't like that. Is there any other thick drink that you enjoy? Like, can you name one other, like, thick? Like a milkshake, like, you mean? Nah, milkshake. But milkshakes, you're barely, you're half, you know, it's, I don't it's know. It's really the same thing. It's not the same no, thing, really the same thing. It ain't thing. the same yeah. thing. No. It's not. Yeah, man, you're lucky you had a huge game on Sunday. <laughs> um, Tyus, we have talked about, like, we, we've we taken Marlon to task for his mac and cheese steak, which, by the way, what is Matt I'm Judon doing? I was getting ready to say, Judon said the same thing. What is going on in the that. world? What did he say? Mac and cheese it's is just, just cheese and noodles. noodles. Oh, God. God. Who they getting it from? Clearly, somebody can't cook. I was Clearly, somebody look, can't cook. I was cook. just looking at that. <laughs> Before I got here, I was like, "Hold on, what?" Like that's we. I respected him. It was, what the hell happened around these parts, man? What I don't is know. Going on? He, he was always like that here too. He, he just, always he always talked about mac and like, cheese and how oh. how bad he hated it. So this isn't nothing new. I've heard it before in the locker room. What, so. the, what the hell is going I don't on, know, man? man? I don't know. There's a war on mac and cheese, and it needs to end. I don't know if that's like a Detroit thing, where you from, or I don't know what it is, but I ain't heard of that. That's that's something new. What is your... We, I don't think we've talked about this. What is the thing that you love that you know everybody else doesn't love the way that clearly Patrick loves eggnog, the way the rest of us don't? Love eggnog. Gosh, that's a very good question because I really like everything besides grapefruit, eggnog, mushrooms. Um, I mean, I think these are all reasonable things. Yeah. Like, I'm I don't hate okay. mushrooms. Yeah, I love do, mushrooms. Yeah. Give me, give me all your mushrooms. I'll eat them. My wife always gets on me about this. She's like, <laughs> it's such a normal thing. I'm like, no, a lot of people don't like mushrooms. Yeah, like, it's, a lot. It's, 
it's not uncommon. a lot of people don't like mushrooms and i'm just yeah, I'm just tick, getting into the mushroom i'm just getting yeah. into mushrooms this is new for me like the last three four years patrick what about the other way is there something like that like mac and cheese is there something everybody loves that you're just like i don't mess with that sweet potatoes <gasps> hey, oh my gosh hey, hey. We just cut off, just right. cut off the camera. <laughs> Let's go ahead and just end this right now, man. We are we are hearing everything tonight. I never people. liked it. I just never liked people. It. We are hearing everything Bruh. tonight. Sweet potatoes are like a perfect food. I just never. My mama tried to give it to me when I was little. Didn't like it. Every year she gives me my own pan and I don't eat it. I just, <laughs> okay, there's a lot I of questions. I can't eat it. She knows you don't like them. She tries to force me. She's trying. She's hoping that at some point you've reached the it's, age it's where it's not gonna click. <laughs> it's not. I, it's not. It, I was gonna say something, but I think I'm gonna just hold off on it. I would really like if you just went ahead and said it. Oh man, I think I think it, I think it gets personal if I do. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, gonna say, I'm gonna not say I'm gonna not say anything. You can't do that. No, nah, I can't. I can't do, do that. that. I won't do it. I won't do it. Patrick, you both come from the part of the country that does Thanksgiving the best. Let's let's yes. let's acknowledge that right now. Yes. Nobody does Thanksgiving better than where y'all guys are from. I'll start, Patrick, with you. Give me something maybe that's on the Thanksgiving spread at when you were growing up that might be a little bit different than what's on everybody else's Thanksgiving spread. Uh, cornbread dressing probably. Like my top three meals for Thanksgiving. Uh, rice dressing, for sure, need that. Mac and cheese got to be on the plate if I'm going to eat the rice dressing, for sure. I'm a potato salad guy. I like potato salad. Potato salad on Thanksgiving? Yes. So yes. I need that. Oh. Yes. Yes. I am apparently the only yes. one. I just learned something that I hate. Calm I'm down, Glenn. Over hey, here. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Hey, you better calm down, Glenn. From, he ain't from that side. You know what I'm saying? He ain't from that side. He ain't from that side. Just. Hey, you know? Hey, you know? I got I might have had to tap out. What just happened here? What's, what's rice dressing? It's like rice with, what is beef? Ground beef? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we asking, we asking. So it's like, it's like a southern thing. Like, it's just rice, ground beef, you know, whatever you want to season it with. Uh, Let me look this you up. put your onions I in there, green onions, onions. It sounds good. I was honestly, this is not a joke. I was playing along because nobody was asking. I was just like, I'm just going to go with rice it. Dressing. I'm gonna never, Google never. it when the show they is over. Now, so they understand. They know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know rice dressing, man. You ever? You ever do anything? So, like, my one of my first trips to New Orleans, we went to Coops, and everyone was like, "Bro, you're gonna try the rabbit jambalaya, and it is going to change your life. Like, you're gonna have. You're gonna wake up in the middle of the night having cold sweats." I'm like, "Yo, I don't know about rabbit. Like, I don't know." I don't know if I feel that way, and they were right. Like, I wake up in the middle of the night having cold sweats. Was rabbit at all part of? Your, it's not a part of my Thanksgiving. I eat it, but it's not like I gotta have it. So okay. like, I eat everything. I eat rabbits, squirrel, deer, gator, whatever it is. Damn, man. So. Damn, that's ball, ball. <laughs> Tyus, were you ever muskrat? Muskrat. Ah. Tyus, you ever you a rabbit guy? You a uh, oh um no. No, no. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't try it. I mean, I've tried a lot of things, especially, you know, the few times that I've been to Louisiana. I've tried different things, and they turned out pretty good. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind trying now. They definitely do Thanksgiving better than the rest of us. There's no question definitely, about that. Definitely. that. They do Thanksgiving better than the Most rest definitely. of us. There's no doubt about that. Y'all, like, you typically have to work, obviously, on Thanksgiving. That's yes. the way it's worked. Do you, like... Like on Monday, will you allow yourself to pick? Like, and you gotta, you know, you gotta be ready to play a game. So you can't be like the rest of us and just be, you know, just going at it. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Just like animals. Nah. You can't, you can't do that. Do you, do you get to allow yourself anything over the course of this week? 
I mean, I'll throw in a little a little couple sweets here and there, but other than that, I'm just eating the normal stuff, you know. Like you said, I can't do too much because we'll have practice or whatever the next day. So, you know, I try to – I try to control myself. All right, Patrick, what about you? Do you let yourself? I go all in. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta have a cheat day, right? Like yeah. for me, one day. The cheat day isn't on a Thursday. Though. But but it's a holiday, right? So instead of it being like a Saturday, you just make it a. Thursday. If it was a Friday, I'd be like, okay. You got a day off the okay. next day, yeah. right? Yeah. Or Monday. Okay. Those are normally my cheat but days. Right. Patrick's young still. Like you, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Your metabolism is still. Yeah. Moving. <laughs> I, like, I, I, it was the longest part where I could not gain weight, so I just ate all day, and I still. Really? I still way, so yeah. How old were? Like how long ago was this? This was like two years ago. Could not gain weight. Really? What were you, where, where were you, like, weight-wise? I was 220, and, like, I would eat all day, all night, and would not get, I would lose weight before I got What were weight. you trying to be? Like, like where were you? 225, You were trying to be 220, and you couldn't? Could not do it. Wow, man. Sucks. That will end one day. Like, that will end. No, it, ended, it ended already. It ended, <laughs> it ended already. But I'm still all in. There will be a day that comes crashing down. That's the way that it goes. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing about it. Were there any Thanksgiving traditions, like, in your house growing up that, like, meant something to you? Did you have... You know, I don't know if y'all went and had, like, a football game, anything like that. Anything that, that, that y'all did? No. Uh, for me, um, we'll normally just meet up with, you know, friends, um, you know, church friends, things like that. And we'll just all have a little Thanksgiving dinner. We'll watch the Cowboys play or, or the Lions or whoever. Why would you them. do that? I mean, that, I mean <laughs> it's, it's the tradition. It's, it's the game it's, it's on. Got to talk about how bad it is. Yeah. Got to talk about how bad it is. I mean, that's what we always did. You know, we'll have people my age. We'll just hang out and chill out, you know, have fun. So That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, man. All right. The Tyus Bowser Show is also brought to you again by Window Depot Baltimore. We love Window Depot. Shout out Mike from Window Depot is up here with us. Providing the highest quality Provia windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation, 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. Find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, I need to give you a shout-out. I told you about this during the break, but I want to talk about it. You and Chuck last week took so many pictures, signed so many autographs. I mean, like, you thought the line was long tonight. I mean, that was no, out the, out it the was door. Crazy. But what you did... Great Ace Memorabilia, Harvest of Hope, 725 families were fed because awesome. of all the food and gift cards awesome. that were brought out. Awesome. Shout out to you and Chuck for doing that. That was incredible. Uh, we love Great Ace Memorabilia. That partnership means a lot to us. And they're going to be doing some incredible events for a toy drive this December, including autograph signings with Nick Boyle, Anthony Averett, Devin Duvernay, and Tyler Huntley, not sure if you heard of him. He had kind of an important day on Sunday, as well as an event with some of the uh, top Maryland basketball stars. All that information is going to be coming at great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com. Also follow them on Facebook, at great8smemorabilia, or on Twitter, great8smemorabilia. All right, so got through all this. Now, Rita was like, we got to talk about something else tonight. Have you seen... The photo of Kevin Durant. Oh, um, what is what is ashy legs? <laughs> yes, that's the one. So, so let me let me preface this because I said I wanted to have this conversation, and Glenn originally said, "Well, I can't have this conversation." I said, "Yes, you can," because this is a sometimes male, Rita and I have to talk about male, what I'm allowed to talk about when she's allowed to talk. We somehow at times have to remind. Is, this is not a black and white thing. This is a male thing. 
Okay. And you're Be- right. And he proved my point because I said, Glenn, do you wear lotion? He said, nope. no. Nope. I said, see? So you proved my point. Hmm. So I would like to know, do you in the winter wear lotion on your legs? Yes, I do. You do? I do. And Patrick, you, you're, you're nodding your head. I do. Yeah. Are y'all telling the truth? Because I know a lot of people do not. Like if, if somebody got a photo like they did with KD, <laughs> we wouldn't learn otherwise. So we had, a, we had one of the practices, um, I think it was last week, and um, I felt like it just felt like my legs was dry <laughs> out there. It was one of them days where it was like 70 degrees outside, things like that, and I decided to wear shorts. And normally I always wear pants during the wintertime, but it was nice outside. And I was like, dang, I forgot to put lotion on. See? <laughs> and Dafe was like, yo, you such a prima donna, bro. Like, who wears, <laughs> who wears lotion? I'm like, bro, me. Like, I don't want to come out here with ashy legs and they white and stuff. Like, I don't want to see that. So I asked one of our trainers, Tyler. I was like, yo. You got some you got some lotion out here. It's like, nah, man, it's in the, it's inside. I was like, you mind going to grab something for me? <laughs> Put it on my legs and I was good to go. So I mean okay. I wear lotion. So you lotion on. your legs. And, and and Patrick, you lotion your yeah, legs. Yeah, you got to. You keep you warm too, so all right. Even under jeans in the winter. No. See, mm-hmm. if I'm going, if I'm like going out somewhere and I got jeans on, if I got pants on, I'm probably not going to put them on. But uh-huh. I know. I'm guilty of that, too. I'm That's what KD that. was thinking when he woke up that day. <laughs> right, right. I don't have to worry about this. Because there was very little that was showing, right? Right. Like, it wasn't it was that much. Very... It was like this much, but it was right. enough. Yeah, it was, it was enough. It was enough. It was enough. That mo was cracking. It was enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah. Is there somebody on the team that you guys kill about? Is there somebody who needs that like we should use this as maybe an intervention they need to start wearing lotion Calais yes Calais really (laughs) yes Calais (laughs) have you guys talked to him I mean like he's a wise old sage kind of a lot like you can't really challenge him about much you kind of have to do it in this situation (laughs) where like you know we can put it out there in the ether like the man needs to put some lotion on and it'd be crazy because like during the during the warmer months, he out there with his shorts and he don't wear he he be wearing them ankle socks. <laughs> he don't wear normal he don't wear normal like you know socks that go up you know close to the calves or whatever. So he wearing ankle socks and you just see the whiteness around the ankles and I'm like, bro, not even that, but like on the knees, I'm like, bro, like it's some lotion. I'm right beside you, bro. Like if you need some lotion, just hey, Taz, hey. Let me get some lotion. I got you, bro. Oh I my got God. you. But we don't say nothing. We just we just let it ride. Let I mean, the, he the OG. Let the OG do his thing. Let the OG do his thing. Hey, when you're a Hall of Famer, you can do whatever you want. So. <laughs> that is the way it works. That's how it works. Speaking of which, um, Patrick Queen, the morning after the NFL draft, you got like two hours of sleep and then you called into my show. And I appreciate I still appreciate that to this day. You had gotten there had been a tweet that Lamar had sent out, gave you giving you a nickname. And then it turned out, it shut down on my Twitter account for a day. I don't know how any of you guys look at your Twitter, because Lamar tweeting us one time, it made my mentions worthless. For like, it, you just, That's the way it goes, right? He called you Ray Lewis Jr. Your parents got you a cameo from Ray Lewis for your birthday. There's clearly, you know, this, when you're a middle linebacker in Baltimore, there's this thought. Have you been able to have a conversation at all with Ray? Have you been able to, to talk to him at all whatsoever in these two years since you've been here? Yeah, uh, I remember last year, it was like probably like week six, seven around that 
almost bye week time, man. I was about to hit the rookie wall, and so I was like just panicking, trying to figure out how to like get my body back to like good shape. So um, my dad was just like reach out to Ray. So I text Ray, um, and he texts back, and I mean he was on the phone with me for like an hour thirty minutes. Wow. And just going over stuff, going over like how he used to play, how he used to think, how he used to watch film, and um, what his routine was. He got me in touch with his people for his routine and stuff. So um, you know, for the most part, he's been. Like hands on with me. That's incredible, man. What what does that mean to you? Like, it means a lot, bro. That's Ray Lewis, like the greatest to ever do it. So uh, it means a lot, and just for like Lamar to be able to like try to say my name with it, even though my name doesn't compare yet to Ray Lewis, but um, it, it means a lot. He kind of put it out there. He was kind of like, this is, and that's sort of the standard, right? right? Like, and and I'm sure you've had to deal with a little bit, especially you know we talked about what you went through earlier. Like that's people around. They're judging you by that standard. Right. They think you're supposed to be Ray Lewis, which is really difficult. Right. Man. Like it's almost insane right. to think that's the case. Right. But you're not. You're not afraid of it. You're I'm not, not. I'm not. Uh, I, I've been in following people's footsteps ever since I was in high school. When my neighbor was a top running back in Louisiana, and then go to college, I played behind Devin White. Then Devin White leaves. Now I got to play yeah, he's okay. behind him. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm used to it. But, um, you know, I know the sky's the limit for me. I know my tool set. I know what I'm capable of. So um, at the end of the day, I know that I could feel those footsteps. That's awesome, man. That is incredible. That's a, it's a really cool thing, too, that he took that time and, and that he cared about it yeah, as much right. the same way, man. That's a, that's a really cool yeah. thing that he did. Um, you guys get the Browns on Sunday night. We talked about this, like this stretch of the schedule is coming. Five division games still to play, right, the rest of the way. Have you felt maybe any bit like of a, you know, when you came in, Tyus, the Browns weren't there yet, right? Like, they were still. No, they was defeated. Right, right, correct. Yeah, they was bad. Have you felt like kind of a little rivalry that's been brewing since they've, Oh, yeah. As soon as um, Baker Mayfield came through, man, especially, I think they had played the Jets that, one of those weeks, they won their first game in, what, two years. Then we came in. I think – I want to say we lost that game in Cleveland. Mm. And it just the energy there, just everything about it was just crazy. And I was like, okay, like, this team is going to be good in the next couple of years. And then you bring in – uh, Chubb, man, and things just take off from there. So you got to go to war with that guy, yeah. and uh, well, we see Kareem Hunt's probably gonna be back on yeah. Sunday as well. Yeah, you got to go to war with those two dudes. Hey, for it's 60 part minutes. of it, man. It's part of it. That's that's what you play for. You play, you know, you want to play in games like this where you're playing against great players. You know, put yourself out there, you know, on display, and you know, make a name for yourself. So that's what it's all about. All right, we need to uh, before before we wind things down, we need to address something because it's Ravens Browns, and the last time we saw Ravens Browns, something interesting happened, <laughs> and perhaps ironic considering that Lamar was sick last week. Mm. Have we gotten far enough away that y'all can just be honest with us and admit <laughs> that Lamar was in the bathroom last year? They like, can we? They took a boo boo. Have we? Have we? Is that has the statute of limitations? <laughs> run up yet that we can just admit that that's the truth? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's, that's the crazy part. Everybody thinks we know. We really have no idea. Cause we really? We really all on the field. We really? all on the field. Yeah, that's true. We was all on the field, so we wouldn't. It's, I wish I knew. I, <laughs> I, I think it's just going to be one of the mysteries where, you know, when he goes into later, the Hall of Fame yeah, all these years later. 30 years still later there. on ESPN Classic, and you're looking at the game, it's like, what was really wrong with him? Like, was he in the bathroom? Was he not? You'll never know. <laughs> You'll I feel. Know. I feel like you're, you're you're putting one over on me right now. I feel. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know what. No it is. one can ever tell me different. That man. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I'm, no I'm, one can tell I'm me. I'm going that. with that. Like, forward. it was such a thing on Twitter. Like, people were dissecting, like, no, because they said that he got an IV in his this arm, but look at this arm. And I was like, I'm telling you. Sometimes it hits you, and you just got to go right then and there. And he had to excuse himself for a minute. This, man. Y'all are diving too far into this. <laughs> we were doing the same thing with a video of him before the game on you. Sunday. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> we were doing the same thing. We got, how, is it awkward when you know somebody's, like, sick, and you're like, yo, I'm trying to comfort you and, like, hope you feel better, but also I do whatever you got, I don't want you. Right. right. Nah, for real. It's like, <laughs> nowadays, like, somebody cough is like, why are you standing by me? Like, move. So, <laughs> I've been giving that, everybody that look. Yeah, you get that cough, and you... You make you turn that head quick. <laughs> Who was that? You know. I did it, dude. I did it to my six-year-old the other day. My six. Actually, I did it to Rita when she showed up the night and she could barely talk. I'm like Rita. I didn't call, Rita. No, I, I know, but even I just when. Talk. Yeah, she just with her. I'm like he, Rita. Yeah, that's the first thing he said. He's like, "Are you sick?" I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't come here if I was sick. I'm not. I don't want to get you guys sick. So why would I come here to no be doubt, sick? No doubt, man. Yeah, it's like that these days. It, it is. is absolutely it really is. Like that. All right, give it up one more time, Tyus Bowser and Patrick Queen. Rita, you were brought to us by MyBookie. Can you tell us one more time all about MyBookie? Yes, we want you to start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo PressBox at MyBookie.ag. And remember, your first deposit is $100. My, my bookie will add $100 to start with $200. If your first deposit is $1,000, my bookie will add $1,000. So you can play, um, you can bet on games, but then you can play casino games. You can do any of those things on mybookie.ag, and that is press box for the promo code. Awesome, awesome. Patrick, is there anything we can plug for you? Social media, anything that you're involved with that we can throw you a plug for? Uh, I'm still working on a lot of things right now. Um, you know, I'm looking, probably trying to, this year, do a um, you know adopt a family for Christmas and awesome. stuff, and do some good stuff. So um, that's still in the workings right now. Got to talk to the Ravens, get all that figured out. Anytime you ever need anything plugged, man, just let us know. We're happy to do it, man. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Yes, that's sir. awesome. Yes, Appreciate y'all for having me. Tyus Bowser, may every show come after a monster performance and a big win, man. May that be the case. We will see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, December 7th will be our next show. We will be at the Bowman in Parkville. We will see you for that one. Thanks to everybody for coming out tonight to Alonzo's. Thank you to Alonzo's. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about Alonzo's. Everybody knows. The food's amazing. It's the coolest hangout in the area. This is an institution. We love Alonzo's. Thank you for having us out tonight. Thank you to Window Depot Baltimore. Thank you to Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Thanks to my bookie. Thanks to Great Eights Memorabilia and the Press Box. We will see you guys on December 7th. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. For Rita, I'm Glenn. This has been the Tyus Bowser Show.